This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is eating much humble pie about Kepa Arithmalaga. Uh, now, a somewhat lacklustre Chelsea, after their trip to Milan, uh, turned up against Villa on Sunday. It was one of those days when quite a few players were below par or just not on it. As a consequence, Chelsea made heavy going of it and Villa, sensing this, gave it a right go, belying their lowly position in the league table. When the team is having an off day, that's when you need one or two players to step up and carry you over the line. Thankfully, two did. One who we've come to expect it from week in, week out, and one who we thought we might never see a performance like this again. Mason Mount scored a brace, seizing on Tyrone Ming's error after six minutes, then effectively securing all three points with a long-range free kick in the second half. But it was Kepper who deserved the man of the match, and all of the plaudits for a remarkable triple save, uh, and then an even better save to deny Ings from close range. Without those saves, we would have lost the match for sure. Potter hailed him as world class, and on that performance, he's not wrong. But how pleasing to see Kepper prove everyone, want, uh, everyone, including me, uh, completely wrong. Now let's hope he can truly go on from here and become a consistently great keeper. Mount and Kepper's match uh, saving slash winning performances obscured the elephant in the room. Which is how on earth will Chelsea cope without Reese James at wing back? Somewhat surprisingly, Potter decided to stick with the wing back system. Somewhat less of a surprise was that it took trying three players in the position and several formation changes for it not completely to fall apart. Now, there we go. Now, this is clearly something to sort out. And I hope that Potter doesn't make the same mistake as Tuchel last year by rigidly sticking to playing wing-backs and, in the absence of James, playing wing-backs who are simply not up to the job. And for that reason, the title of tonight's show is Two Wrong Wing-Backs Don't Make a Right Wing-Back. Chelsea fancast number 938. And, of course, I am Stamford Chidge. And uh, I am delighted as ever, to uh, have on the show 
the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, who was, of course, at the game on uh, on Sunday and uh, has has something to say about the Chelsea support, which he kind of liked, I think. I did like it. I did, hello, everybody. I did like it. I liked it because of its volume. Um, uh, I didn't like it because of the content of the chanting, which uh, it sort of bewilders me. I mean, the Steve Gerrard song, all right, they're having a go at him because there he is on the touchline and they, they want to sing the Denver Bar song. But um, I don't quite understand how the Lampard song then sneaks in or how other songs sneak in. Also, they're singing Jeffrey instead of Carefree. Which are, you sure, are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There was a, a group of bouncing individuals near to me who were constantly going off to the loo and coming back again and barging their way Have through. Have they got small bladders? Uh, it must be something like that. or you know, very Runny large, noses? Very large nostrils, something like that, yeah. I was um, I was uh, um, favoured by the fact that they've... I don't know why they, they've got... They, in, in, the, uh, in the away end, they had stewards standing in the aisle from... Whether this was just a policy they decided suited, you know, it put people off as if they were policemen. But I was for on the very end, and there were um, strangely about six empty seats from around me. So I was standing up, and I was on my own, sitting next to this bloke. And I said, "Excuse me, can I just ask you a question here?" And he said, "Yes." He said, uh, uh, "I said, well, uh, do you are you a football fan? Because occasionally you find they're not." He said, "Oh, very much so." I said, "Oh, okay. Who do you support?" He went, "Chelsea." I went, "Oh, well, that's fantastic." I said, "Great, good for you." He, but he went, "Oh no, shh." shh. I said, no, of course I won't tell anybody. I said, great, but it's fantastic you're having the opportunity to stand here and watch the whole of the game. I said, because nothing appears to be going on. And uh, and he did for the whole of the 90 minutes. All he did was just watch the game. But they were, it was punctuated by little moments of me saying, um, oh, that was a good goal. And when, when Mount scored the second, after we'd all, after the man behind me had once again um, grabbed me round the neck. I mean, An- I tell another what, neck grabber. Oh, what? What, what, I tell what, is, it, out, what is it about you that attracts them to your I, neck? I think we've worked out. I think I've worked out that it's because I do things like I say things like, um, oh, great goal. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a great goal? I say I'm I'm inviting people around me to be involved in my little world. And I'm not doing it out of a desire for friendship. I'm just going, you know, when Mount scored the, the second goal, it was just, oh, when even Kepa's saved. So, I'm, you know, it's a, oh, my God, what a what a great save. God, what a great save. It's almost as if I'm looking for their, I'm not looking for their approval. I'm just voicing it. I was trying to work out why, because I, I analysed it to buggery, which is the kind of thing I do. But uh, thinking, why, why? I, but I'm always going, come on, come on, come on. And also things like, whoop, no, no, no. And I have to say, every time Cooker, every time the ball was punted, they sussed it Villa early on. The right, Cooker, right, 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 right. I know we're going to go. I know, yeah, but I have yeah. to talk about this because they just punted. I'm constantly going, no, whoop, what, no, ah, come, ah, no, oh, ah, no, Cookerella, oh, fuck, God, ah. So all of these noises coming out of me like that. So I suppose it makes them think, well, you know, he's, he's, he's all right, one of us, you know. So therefore, when we score, I, their approval is they want to bounce, so they'll oh, they'll grab me because I've been I've been I've been saying to them, you know, the guy next to him. I said to the guy next to me, I said, did you know originally that that spot because they did lots of spots, but starting there, you know, one man meant to mow, which we used to call spot. I said originally that was one man meant to mow, went to mow meadow, one man meant to mow sausage roll, bottle of pot, old brother Miley, old mother Riley, and a cow went to mow a meadow, and he said, uh, I'm a bit. Uh, I'm a bit young for that. I said, yeah. no, I, I know you are. I know, but I'm just telling you that was, you know, it's interesting because we all now leap in round about number seven. I said, we used to do the whole thing. And, they, and you know, we used to sit down. 
Um, yeah, sit, sit down to do it. Yeah, we sit down and leap up in the air. So in a sense, I suppose it's of my own doing that I create these situations where people want to hug me. But it's the it's the slight violence with the hugging, I find, because this yeah. bloke then patted me on the head madly yeah, as if I, nice. as if I you know, if I was an, a nail being being smashed into the ground, you know, with, with a hammer. He's going ah, 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 on my head. Um, but no, and I just. L-A-O-T-S, mate. L-A-O-T-S. Limbs all over the shop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He lots of limbs everywhere. But at the same time, it's the it's the joy of scoring in this in the setup. But no, I, I think they I want felt... to make you their mascot. That's I think this is what's happening. I think you're finding yourself slipping unconsciously into a role of the past. You are now going to be a Chelsea away mascot. You think I'm growing a kind of lion costume inadvertently? You may do. You may do. It might be like an updated version, but. But I know, but I thought it, the volume was fantastic. I just wish the choice of songs well, could be uh, well, to be a bit better. But no, no, the the um, away support is is quite brilliant. I know. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. I mean, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. I love I love our away support. I mean, I, I know what you mean. It can, you know, I, I hate I hate being a a song policeman. <clears throat> I, I mean, frankly, I'm just glad they make a racket and. And I also try and remember what I was like when I was a kid, and I would have been an irritating twat as well. So I, I, I never judge kids for for being irritating. But, but they did come up with a Kepper song at the end. Oh, oh, I didn't know about this when you were telling me yeah. a minute ago. Yeah, Kepper, Kepper, Klepper, Klepper, Kepper, bless his cotton socks, came up on at the end on his own to get the applause because they've got rightly so, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. rightly so, and um, and they sang it to pilot its magic. That was the yeah, hit. Yeah. Ooh, it's magic. You know, yep. better believe it's not so. They sang, ooh, it's Kepa, you know, it's better than fucking Tebow. That's what they I sang. like that. I like that a lot. I've not heard that, that so I'm like that. because I hadn't heard it, and I was, but I was going to suggest there ought to be a, something like Kepa, 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 Kepa. Oh, I know, yeah, 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 like Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just something that they had a song. Lo and behold. There's the song. I like the fact that they're resurrecting a really naff song from the 70s to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I approve of that. Yeah, and and I like the fact that... Now, I mean, there are people amongst us, I have to say, JK, we are not included in this, who, who could say or might say... That our that our, our our guest tonight is something naff from the seventies, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would never say something like like that at all. He has the, he has the memories of Nafarama the seventies. He, he knows does. what that is. He knows because he is of course he he is the the brain of Stamford Bridge. He so he has all these eras in little compartments just wedged away <laughs> in his head that he just he just accesses like a computer, like a robotic computer that he's... And he's written a book. Did yes. you know that? He's more than, one, more, than, more than one book. But this particular book he's written, yes, well, written more than one book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is in all good booksellers or you know, bad booksellers. It is, of course. It is, of course. The fabulous, the fantastic, the informed, the witty, the charming, the very sweet, Mr. Mark Mead. Mm. Thank you so much for that introduction. Like, li- li- listen to that tales from Villa Park. Do, do you know the person that struck in my head? You know, again, showing my age. When you were talking about being patted on the head, it just reminded me of Benny Hill. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, was the, what was the name of that Irish actor? Like, was it Bob Todd that used to do the patting on the head? Yeah. But who, who was the, the, the little Irish? Little fellow? bloke, the little bloke. Yeah, I don't know. I, have to look I, I, I don't remember his name, but that's just what I thought of straight away. Like, you know, there's probably some Benny Hill fans at Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But no, good, good, good to be on the show like, uh, this evening. 
talking about all things heroes and villains and Villa Park yesterday. Yeah, good to see you too, mate. And uh, I, I, well, I know because I've talked to you, but I mean, did you? I, I know you had a good weekend last weekend, but uh, how, how enjoyable was it spending time out with Andy and therapy and everybody? And by the way, if you're listening, Andy, uh, lovely message I got from Mark uh, and much appreciated, and I hope you're well, mate. Oh, tremendous, tremendous weekend, but I've, I've probably been detoxing ever since. Uh, <laughs> tremendous weekend, like a um, bit of rock and roll and uh, finding a bar to watch the Chelsea Wolves game uh, and just sitting there watching with Andy. You know, very enjoyable weekend uh, with some good Chelsea people. Um, and now they've completed their Irish tour, we'll probably do some dates and you'll probably join us on one of the dates on their British tour, which is starting next month. Yeah, Guildford, 19th, isn't it? Yep, Saturday the nineteenth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We might might see if we can get Stu along to that as well. Stu yeah, Norman. No, yeah, why not? Why not? He loves it, therapy, it, it, and he lives yeah. in Guildford or near. So yeah, anyway. yeah, and 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 again, like yeah, the beauty about it, just us talking about it. Like Richard Shaler's just bought a ticket for their culture to show. Has he really? He's, he's heard nothing by therapy, but you know. As we talk about it, he's, he, so he's taken that as a good recommendation. Oh, there you go. So yeah. there we go. I, I have to applaud you both. We've now hit a, nearly 12 minutes of being on air and we've not really talked about the football, which I think even for oh, us... Yeah, we've hinted at the football. Yeah, but I think even for us, that's quite quite good going. So I, I think we, we all probably ought to, really. Um, yes, indeed. So what have we got on the show tonight? Well, OK, part one, uh, it's obviously we're going to be reviewing the Villa versus Chelsea game, uh, usual kind of stuff, team selection and line what we thought about that. Uh, Kepa, I'm going to whinge about the wing-backs, which I kind of predicted on Friday's show, but in the wrong way. I know that that sounds a bit mad, but I'll explain later. Uh, Mason Mount, obviously, we have to talk about him. He was brilliant. And uh, and also the fact that we won the game. Many round, uh, might think that we didn't because there was a lot of whinging, but uh, we did win. Part two, we carry on in the same vein. Uh, Sterling, Havertz, get a mention. Potter and his in-game changes. Um, and then, you know, where we kind of are in the world of Chelsea vis-a-vis Potter, because actually we haven't lost a match under him, which I think is rather good. Part three, we're going to preview the Brentford game on Wednesday um, have a think about Brentford and what they're all about. Uh, no mugs, I think, is the short uh, summation of that. So well, we need to be on our game. And in part four, we've got not many. I mean, I, I have to say I had to take an editorial decision and not not read out a lot of the emails that you've sent us recently, which we haven't had time to read out because they were so kind of specific to things that have been very much in the past. But I've been gone. I know. Sorry, people. I, I You know, we don't get the likes of Sheridan Bird to come on the show every week. So, you know, when, when he when he he phones me up and says i want to come on the show you kind of say yes thank you mate and i'm afraid that knocked the emails out so i'm really sorry but never mind same with justin as well who was excellent you got yeah well, we don't do emails on friday so i don't i don't mind that so you much. hinted at the possibility of I doing did. one or two if we were stuck so. i did i know but you know there we go so there you go uh that of course is the lineup for tonight and of course there are lots of people in uh this thing called mixler which we we like very very much so uh don't forget you can listen to the show live Bye. Very good. Every Monday at 7pm by going to Mixler, mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast, where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of you do, and you are all very lovely people. Uh, of course, any other time, uh, you could just at Chelsea Fancast us on all of the usual social media platforms. So there we go. Uh, we will be back very shortly to talk about the Villa Chelsea game. <laughs>
So, yes, the team selection, the team selection. Um, I mean, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a million miles out, to be fair, I think. Uh, no, could, you weren't, you weren't, you're no, doing really well, actually. No, I mean, well. I was pretty, pretty spot on. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's much to talk about there, really, apart from the fact that I was pretty spot on, which is kind of highly unusual. But there you go. Um, so I think I, I'm going to cover the team selection and the lineup and everything a bit more. And when we talk about two wrong wing backs, don't make a right wing back. To be fair, so let's let's kick off with which which is absolutely fabulous. And I'm I'm I mean you know I it's funny isn't it you know I I, I seem I mean I I seem to remember saying this in the article I wrote for CFC UK on on Saturday or Friday, you know that we complain and we can we criticize players all of us do this is what we do on this show but nothing makes me happier than to see me you know eat my words when i've been completely wrong about somebody and i said it in the intro didn't i jk you know kepper i mean he's he's been quietly quite good he was quietly quite good when he got a chance last season but he's been quietly good and solid and stable while mendy's been out and you know, we've, we've kept a clean sheet, I think, in our last three or four games. But he was outstanding yesterday, and I mean it when I say I don't think we would have won the match if it hadn't have been for him yesterday. He was brilliant. And we definitely kept us in it with all of those uh, the shots they were having, which, I mean, they, the second shot of the triumvirate of saves he made one after the other. Very good was, save. It's a top, top yeah. shot, you know, in under the corner. In fact, he got a hand onto the post with it and then was up, yeah. sprung up immediately. And saved the uh, the near post volley when the ball was volleyed at him and hit him and went across the goal. Well, it was he was absolutely tops. And also the one thing to remember, which is very interesting about him, he's now very safe when it comes to dribbling out of the area in a way that Mendy isn't. He, he there's you, you've got huge confidence in him passing the ball in the correct way and also pushing up and being there as the as the extra man if necessary if the ball is booted down the pitch, which appears to be a major ploy from uh, from the opposition nowadays um uh and it's considered counter-attacks but if it's gonna you know as it with Salah scoring a goal yesterday which is just booted down the pitch by the goalkeeper it's uh it's uh it's it's like an essential I, ha- I have of, to say just to, to butt in there the, the accuracy of what Allison did in that wonderful. match wonderful uh, nobody's really talked about that in, in the fallout they're all going about how what a genius Salah is you, you, there's a there's a view of it, a camera angle of it from the goalkeeper's end, and it it it's pinpoint. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. I have to say, from a keeper, even of a can't stand Liverpool, that was amazing. In, in a sense, it, it's part of the um, the weaponry of of, mm. of what a goalkeeper's supposed to be like nowadays. Yeah. And I think I think Kepper's improved in all those areas, which is you know testament to his his just getting on with it and just being. Um, uh, unbelievably um, competent in, mm. in, in clearly in training yeah. but uh, but we're seeing and with fact, I, I sat but robert steen saw me yesterday who's a, a a friend of, uh, of of we've all known who he is he's a huge memorabilia collector and attends practically every game that he possibly can over the years and in fact he keeps asking me for tickets do you want your ticket he said he said i'm looking for tickets from the 1971 72 very difficult to get hold of because nearly everybody was a seat and ticket holder he said to me because this the east stand was being built i went okay that's good to know if you find any please tell me i said yeah and sell them to you at a, at a premium but he said he <laughs> felt he felt that um don't sell them at fa- don't sell those at face value no ever absolutely <laughs> Thruppence. Yes, yes. Well, it would have been. He felt that um, Kepper's had a hard time of it. He said, actually, the 
the media really um, went for him when he was bad. He said he was even blamed for for um, uh, was it Tuileman, Tielemans shot in the in the cup finals. But if he had bigger hands, he would have stopped it. And I think I, I'm to be fair to what Robert was saying and fair to Kepper. I think there's been the odd moments where it's been easy to say yes, he should have got that. But there were also during that period terrible moments of um, ineptitude. Fuck wittery. Yeah, for complete fuckwittery from Kepper that uh, I think justify his not his not being selected and Mandy being bought, you know, because he would just slow off his line. Well, his confidence was shot. Yeah, that was the his, that was the biggest yeah, problem, wasn't completely it? Completely, his confidence was shot. So to actually see this this evolution into a completely fabulous performance yesterday, which it was, because yeah. um, they the 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 team itself was playing so. Yeah sluggishly I mean, at the very beginning you knew it was going to be like that there was no energy that attack and um, villa hardly had any shots on goal have hardly had any all season suddenly they're well they're world class at it yeah um mark i'm wanting to ask you about kepper and there's something that's just occurred to me because i think jk brilliantly summed that up actually and i think i agree with absolutely every word he said there one thing that occurs to me is Kepper's, Kepper was always a really good shot stopper. I mean, I, I think he was always capable of making great saves. I mean, he has a proclivity to push the ball away. And really, you want him to push it to the side, not, you know, a lot. But basically, he would come out with worldly saves. And he was always good with his feet, at the, you know, and, and kind of playing as a sweeper keeper. My biggest gripe about Kepper was he was utterly ineffectual at things like corners. Because I... I he, he is actually very tall, but he never appears to be... I mean, Mendy's a monster. He's not Mendy-esque in that way. And I always felt that in the Premier League, he got targeted by other Premier League teams who put a lot of big men around him and just bully him away from the ball. And then he'd end up panicking and punching him. So I wonder if, if, if something's happened. Because in a sense, you have to applaud, apart from his brilliance yesterday, you've got to applaud his mentality for sticking it out and not just saying, you know what, I've just blown it here. I need to get out. He stuck at it. But I wonder if also in the time that he wasn't the number one, and we we do know because we've been told that he, he, he you know, he, he kept his chin up. He was really good for everybody else and he's worked very hard. I wonder if he might have done something on that clear weakness in his game in this country because, or has Potter figured that out and, and given him more protection? I don't know. Uh, it's probably too soon for Potter to have done something significant with Kepper. Um, but what I've noticed, he just seems much more confident now, much more confident. Um, so whether or not he's worked on that mental side of the game, because it isn't just how he played yesterday and more recently. And like those, those saves, particularly one from Danny Ings, is probably the best save we've seen since Petr Cech in the cup final against oh, Liverpool 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, from from Andy Cowell and probably a goalkeeper performance that probably is only better than Chelsea history. I would say he was that good yesterday by Eddie Nzvicky in 1985 at Fulham. Yeah, in terms of the number of saves and a match winning match winning performance. But the other thing I've noticed about he doesn't stop talking now, but also in intervals during the game he almost acts like a coach to the other players, and I've never noticed that before where. You know, he wasn't barking orders at the sort of like the back three or the back four or the back five. But yesterday he was constantly, every time the game stopped, he seemed to be there sort of talking to the players and saying things to them. So certainly he's a much more confident goalkeeper. I think deserves his place in the side. And 
even like this time last year, I think we were having a similar conversation because he made some early season appearances because he, he saved um, the penalty in Belfast. I think he did the penalty shootouts against Villa and Southampton last season. And we were sort of saying maybe, you know, this, this is hopefully the Kepa, you know, we bought a couple of years ago. So I wish the guy well. I think he's a good goalkeeper. And we would have lost that game yesterday if he hadn't been in goal. Yeah, definitely. But no more taking penalties, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> Put it this way, his penalty as Wembley was no different to Kerry Dixon's penalty at Loftus no, Road a number enough. of years ago. No, probably... And Kerry, Kerry went back to the penalty spot and knocked him in. Again, it's about confidence. Yeah. Well, do you and, know... And if if no, you're in a rut, yeah, if you're in a rut as a goalkeeper and then you're taking a penalty at Wembley with all that pressure on, well, yeah, that, you know, his mind may not have been on it and he may have been doing something on the mental, mental side. You know, who knows? Yeah. I think it's fascinating, J.K. I, I think Mark's got a really good point there and it just shows you, you know, really football like life is quite simple sometimes, isn't it? Um, you know, confidence is a massive thing in, in whatever you're doing. I mean, you know, I'll I, I t- I tell you what, I, if, I, I, I won't equate it to something that, that that's personal to me, but I, I mean, I, stage fright, you know, you're an actor and, and I know, in fact, actually, you know, I, I suffered from stage fright when I was a kid and, and I know other people have done the yips in golf you know i mean your mind can do weird things and it's all about confidence really isn't it well i i think he he deserves great kudos for having um stayed around i also think yeah. the club to some extent the club were forced to have him because he was such an expensive purchase but in many other situations he'd have been shipped out really quickly and we would never have seen this progression so uh, there's uh, something to be said for having a huge albatross round your neck in terms of purchase price but um at the same time as i say huge kudos to him um turning this corner and uh, as you say mark putting in one of the great chelsea performances that really was one of the great chelsea goalkeeping performances i agree with you completely yeah good on him the the only thing about albatross is that sometimes they are albatross they like bags of cement albatrosses as well (laughs) Don't don't start me on Albatross. I, I will I will now do the Monty Python sketch. No, I won't. Uh, but one of my favourite Monty Python sketches. But uh, was it Albert? We ice, did we did ice cream lollies, Albatross flavour ice cream lollies. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we I think we did the um, did we do the Albatross sketch in the Chelsea Independent years ago? I think we I don't did. Know. did you, I can't remember. I think I think I think we did about a certain striker. I have to dig it out. Yeah. Wasn't it Stormy Petrol on a Stick? Yeah, yeah. yeah mate, I, can't. I haven't heard it for years, but anyway. Let's talk about this ting that, that's bugging me, vexing me, man, as the Ute might say. Um, on Friday, as JK will remember, I said, I really hope that Potter learns from Tuchel. And, uh, you know, just and now, now Reese James is out for whatever, eight weeks, whatever it is. His knee is in a brace now, apparently. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and he'll be in a brace for four weeks, won't it? But anyway, now we know James is, is out for a while. Um, Tuchel, you know, loved his wing-back system and he was really loath to get rid of it. So he basically ended up putting... Well, it wasn't when James was injured. It was when Chilwell was out. He put Lonzo in there, blah, blah. He basically had a lot of other players came in, wouldn't change the system, insisted on playing with wing-backs and basically they were all much worse than either James or Chilwell. And we played like shit a lot of the time because of that. And I said, I hope Tuchel doesn't do that. Sorry, Potter doesn't do that. Potter's far more adaptable and flexible. Potter won't do that. Did he fuck? 3-4-3. I couldn't believe it. 
343, not only 343, bloody Sterling playing on the right as a wing back. What the fuck? Sterling had absolutely no clue, did he? None at all. <laughs> at all. Clueless. He was, every time he got the ball, he was tackled. Every time he passed the ball, and well, the few times he passed the ball with, in space, he gave the ball away. Yeah. Absolutely useless. I, I felt for him, actually, because I think his form's pretty shonky, which we'll talk about in oh. part two. But it's not help when you're being told to play in a position where you can't well, really play. Revisit Pulisic. We know, we've seen Pulisic play there yeah. and be equally inept. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So anyway, he started off with Sterling and it and he was rubbish there, frankly. So after about half an hour or so, he moved Ruben to the right and put Sterling up up with Mount because I mean basically the I mean I said we weren't going to do the lineup and then I said I'd be do it now and I've completely forgotten to do that. But basically from what I can see, we started with Cucurella, Silva and Chaloba in as a three-man defense. Chilwell as the left wing back, Kovacic Loftus cheek uh, in the middle, Sterling as the right wing back. I've got no complaints with any of that apart from Sterling. So that meant you had Mount and Havertz behind Aubameyang. So it you know it all kind of makes some sort of sense. But anyway, he basically, uh, you know, um, moved Ruben to the right and Sterling. Uh, yeah, so, so Mount came back into the midfield and Sterling yes. went into where Ruth Mount Sterling was. The hole, yes. And yes. That, to try and stem the flow, that didn't work. So at least he, he hit the bar with the night for suddenly a very nice That was move the second half, wasn't it? Uh, no, right at the end of the first half. Right at the end of the first half, wasn't it? In fact, it was a pass to... Um, uh, I think Mount set it up to, to Havertz yeah. and it was one decent run, the f- most decent thing he did. And he, he sort of squared then to uh, to Sterling who hit the bar. And it would have been great if they'd scored. Yeah, it would. They... It could so have been great, great for him. But anyway, we'll talk about yeah, Sterling yeah. Yeah. offensively in part yeah. two. Anyway, that experiment of, you know, obviously he had to change Sterling. So he puts Ruben in as right wing back. And that lasted all, all the way up to half time, a full 15 minutes. Uh, and then he brought... Uh, he brought uh, um, he brought Asby on. At, uh, he brought Havertz and Cucurella off, and he brought uh, Asby and Kulabali on. And Asby played the right wing back, and that's how they stayed. But they then he then changed the system at least three times after that. More of that later. But yeah. the bottom line is, you know, Mark, why on earth? I mean, am I am I bitching and whinnying over nothing here? Because for, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just we were praising Potter last week for. You know, playing players in the be- in their right, you know, in the positions where they play best, and oh, lo and behold, Chelsea start playing well. Um, why, why, you know, if 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 you don't have the players to play at the right level in that system, change the flaming system. Am, am, what am I missing here, Mark? No, I, I don't think you're missing. I think everyone's entitled to make a mistake, and I think Potter will learn from that. Um, I, I'm not coming to sort of bury Potter. I'll come to praise him because it was just weird. Because I wasn't sure if it's three five three at the start. I thought it was three five two, because I don't think Sterling must have missed the teaming. I don't think Sterling seemed to know where he was playing no. in that first part, because uh, he wasn't playing as a wing back. That was clear. And Villa just exploiting that through McGinn and Watkins. They just bypassed the midfields. So, you know, the first half, Loftus Cheek and Cover, the book, the game just passed them by. They were hitting the right wing more, and because Sterling wasn't covering. I thought Chalabar had a good game as well because at times he had McGinn and Watkins on him. Uh, yes. and, and I just think it's going to be a headache for Potter not having Reese James there because the natural choice in a squad will be Asby. But Asby's not going to be able to play every game. We, we, we know that. So he's going to have to find, unless 
he goes to um, one of the kids, um, one of the young players, and, and tries that maybe. Someone like Lewis Hall, for example. Yeah, that, that, Why that can't he be... just play four at the back? Or, or he can play four at the back. But maybe he'd looked at Villa and he thought three at the back with wing-backs they... work, works better against Villa. They probably they were playing three up, Mark. Yeah. They were playing yeah. three up. He was playing yeah. Ings and Watkins and Bailey. They were yeah. playing three. So therefore, yeah. you, you needed to have the extra defenders there mm. because of the three. And then you could have bypassed them but almost just by kicking the ball up the field. We never got that. But the main thing we're not talking about is um, they sussed early because nothing was happening on the right hand side. They noticed also that, that, that initially Chile was having great success. That's how we scored yeah. the goal because he waltzed through and it was a tackle. The ball went up in the air. Mings headed it badly. And then uh, Mount took it expertly. But one, once they sussed that Cucurella was just having the worst game of his life, they all <laughs> they did was just boot the ball down the pitch at him. And he and went with and he supplied the idiocy with every single occasion the ball was hit at him. He just kept missing it. It was absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't what was the poor boy was just freaked out by the whole experience. And he made you realise everybody else was bigger than him. He's not a central defender. Absolutely ridiculous. I know that yeah. everybody was saying, "Oh, it's great. We bought somebody who can play both both fullback and a central defender." He, he's he's not. He just doesn't get there. He's going to be always out out physical, out strengthed, out out headed by anybody bigger than him. So um, that that then how muscled? Was, yeah, there's the word I was looking for. And the and the the um, it became like it was like a Sarri esque situation where the ball went to was pushed out by Kepa to Cucurella, played the ball out to Chile. Chile, I would know where to go because by then they'd sussed that was the area that we were attacking in. He'd pass the ball back to Cucurella and he'd pass the ball back to to Kepa, who passed the ball back to him again to get and he would go around. I thought, gun, how many more times is this going to happen? Nothing is happening here, and we were absolutely devoid. And then they get the ball and you think they're going to score, and the only and Kepa kept it. Absolute at nil nil at one at one nil to us entirely in the first half entirely and everybody was just debating what's he going to do he's got to change it what are we going to do? But to to his credit, he changed it. He and did. if that was if that was last season or even earlier this season, he wouldn't have done. We would have waited till the sixty fifth yes. minute or the sixty seventh yes. minute. Yes, yes. Uh, and it clearly and again, if we go back, if that was Mourinho, Mourinho would have hooked Cucurella or Sterling it, even earlier. Minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah, they would have given him ten minutes because it clearly, it, it, no, it was working because we we started on the front foot. It was an attacking start, and we got the goal after six minutes. Then we just went to sleep, and then you had that exportation down both wings. They saw the weakness at Cucurella. They saw no one was playing right wing back, so they put two players on Chalaba. But he, he he stopped you know you know by putting Ruben Loftus cheek in there, so he saw it, and then he made the changes. He should have actually made at the start of the game at half time. Koulibaly should have been on at the start uh, and probably taken a risk with Dave. Because the other thing about Villa is they didn't have big blokes up front. You know, so Cucurella shouldn't have been bullied out of it. You know, that was quite a small forward line they're up against. Watkins and Ings, they're not six foot four monsters. It's true, it's true. It's yeah. True. You know, Ramsey it was coming through McGinn or coming through from midfield as well. You know, McGinn's a bit of a you know foot in type player. But they weren't dealing with big, massive strikers. So yeah, we could we should have been able to cope with that. But I thought the changes were the right changes, but not just that, the changes throughout the game by Potter. They were good substitutions. Yeah. And again, bringing on Jorginho, as we've said this many times on the show. Well, per- if, if, perfect if you, if time. If you want to kill the game, 
but, but, but I think I think yeah, I mean yeah. this this will get bring me into yeah, I was going to say yeah. this is I was going to talk about this in part two and I still yeah. might about his wizardry yeah. Potter's wizardry. Yeah. He yeah. brought he brought he was planning to bring Jorginho in or mm. on before the free kick. Yeah. Okay, and then mount at the free kick. We're two 0 up. It's suddenly a different game, and it's a perfect game for Jorginho to control and manage the game out. And I just thought, fucking hell, mate! You know, you missed Dick Meg or what? You know, I thought that was brilliant. Anyway, I shall talk more about that in part two. That was the best combination that he had on then, and 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 Connor for Aubameyang at what the time. I thought, oh, yeah, what yeah but rem- yeah, but hang on a minute, <laughs> hang, hang on. Yeah. You, you yeah. say it's the best combination, but you've got to yeah. remember that's my point. It it for for that moment in time, it was. If he'd have started with that, it might not have been the best combination. Oh, indeed, indeed, I agree. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I just thought that from then on, we oh yeah, they just managed the game controlled, out, controlled the game. But also, they're bringing Connor for Aubameyang. At the time, I went, oh, what's this going to be? Yeah. Connor, Connor was he was excellent. he was. Can, can we can we talk about um, the other end? Because if Kepa kept us in it, um, you know, you've got to say Mount. I'm actually, I mean, Mount Mount won us the game. I mean, two goals, but you know. Mark, how many how many positions did I mean to, you know kind of just extrapolating out from what we've just been talking about? How many positions did Mount play in yesterday? <laughs> at least four. Yeah, I, it must be at least that. <laughs> I just mad, four. and yeah. he, he was brilliant in all of them. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. And it is and again, you know, we 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 say it a lot. You know, don't need the three of us to say what a tremendous player Mason Mount is. Uh, and doesn't need Graham Potter to come in as manager to know what a tremendous player Mason Mount is. Um, but yesterday, you know, if Kepper hadn't performed, you know, Mount would have been man of the match by a country yeah. mile. You know, it was just Kepper had an absolutely stormy game. But Mount was a close second. He was tremendous yesterday when maybe you know, that Milan victory took a lot out of some of them. There were players who just didn't do it yesterday. And I, again, that comes back to the importance of the substitutions. I think taking, you know, Aubameyang off made absolute sense. It, it wasn't his day yesterday. He had a quiet game. Taking Havertz off as well. Havertz had a quiet game. Mm. But, you know, but Mount, you know, you know, you know, it was almost Mount cloned himself there. He was almost playing in different positions, you know, in, in that, you know, in that game yesterday. Really top class performance. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was. It was indeed. And, I mean, in, and fair play to I had a question on the top of my, my brain then for JK, but I completely... Can't remember what it what it was now. I really can't. But what did you what did you think about about uh about actually I know what it was, Jake. I've remembered it. It's funny, isn't it, how you suddenly go off to something else and you remember what you were gonna say originally. It was really pleasing today. I, you know, I was listening to talk sport at various times of the day and they were all um extolling the virtues of Mason Mount. And you know, I think I think they're quite uh, lazy broad radio broadcasters i know this for a fact having worked for one um so they're quite you know you often see this with some of the newspapers now the newspaper people they just basically pick up on twitter and decide that that is the voice the voice of the people so they're quite they quite get drawn into this you know mount mounts dislike you know mount, mounts not rated all the but they were making really good noises today about what we all know what nearly every match going chelsea supporter knows is that he's consistently one of our best performers he he's off the ball work rate and everything else he does is fantastic he tops the charts in assists and goals quite often or he's high up the table in that for us and every single flaming manager lampard um tuchel uh, now potter gareth southgate have all played him in almost the first name on the team sheet 
So, you is, know, is he, is he Southgate's first name? I think he ought to be now. I'm not sure he is now because I think he, he's been putting Foden in. He has, hasn't he? That's true. But I mean, you know, he's had no qualms about playing Mount, you know, and they no, all no. they all see something in him that these yeah. fuck talking of fuck wittery that these fuckwits on Twitter refuse to see because of their utter idiocy. I think the more that he scores and the more that he's on um, Sky uh, in the whole of the game and not just in highlights, I think the more people have to just give in to the fact that I don't that think he, they will. He's, he's well, you know, and I probably won't, but he, he's uh, um, he's great. He's a great player. He is. Yeah. He's a great player. And, I mean, he's going to carry on being a great player. And, he's, you know, if he stays at the club, he'll go down as one of the all-time greats. I mean, every 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 ex-player I've spoken to, Every manager that that's played him, you know, this is the thing. These these people see the game in the round as a whole. You know, they don't sit there masturbating whilst playing FIFA 23. It's not all about fucking stats. It is about stats to a degree. I'm never going to disagree with that. But they see the whole picture of what he brings to the table. And very few players bring the amount of energy and dynamism to the game as he does. And it's important for us for a side. I have to say, I don't quite understand why he gets so much hatred, considering he seems to fulfil many of the things that we require for, for loving a player, which is constant. Yeah, well, no, he, he doesn't. You see, the one, the one thing he, he doesn't have is he's not Jorginho and he's not Pulisic. Well... Pulisic possibly is not the player to be compared with. At the no, moment. it's but what I, this is this is the this is fresh in my mind because this is my article for for CFC UK this month. But so um, possessed are these people of their you know they're fanboys people you know this is the problem it's fanboys it's all bloody Ronaldo and Messi's fault many years ago for introducing kids to football as individuals not as as a team we all we all fell in love with a team. We all support a team. We can all have favourite players. You know, I mean, yeah, and actually I, I can even say, but then again I was 12, that I probably fell in love with Chelsea more because of Ray Wilkins. So maybe I was a fanboy, but it's all right when you're 12, not when you're 42. Yeah. You know, and so basically they're so wedded to that, they become, I think, very paranoid schizoid, black and white in their thinking. So it, it, it creates this divide that everything Jorginho, good, every, and then who can we who can we use as our contrast? Because it has to be... You know, black and white, good and evil. So Mount becomes the repository of everything that is bad. And that's what happens. I think that's how that's why Mount gets victimised by these people online. And if it's not George, the Jorginho fanboys, it's the Pulisic fanboys. Because, you see, Jorginho plays in midfield. Mount is basically a midfielder. Pulisic is a, is a winger or an attacking attacking player. Mount often plays in the same role. So, therefore, it's all Mount's fault. And I think this is what we call it splitting in psychotherapy. So basically, people split off from themselves with things that they find unbearable. Okay, and that's what Mount is to them, because he represents a threat to their, to the person that they love. So there you go. Second, second Monty Python link of the night: splitters, 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 splitters. <laughs> well done, Mark. You're an absolute ledge. I mean, the bottom line is, it's really. I tell you, it's been really interesting listening to you. You. You know, I've been a bit lazy this weekend, just not on it. So I've not gone into massive detail about stuff and I've just written down a few ideas. And it's been really... And I also, the other thing, I have to admit, you don't know this, JK, but I actually had to drive my missus to the airport on Sunday so I couldn't even fucking watch the game live. Ah. So I, I was driving back from Heathrow, not on the bloody radio. So I thought, shit, what do I do? Anyway, because I've got this swanky new car, 
it does Apple CarPlay. So I've got my phone nestled in its little cradle for said phone, and I Apple found the fifth stat. Hmm? You want Apple? I know. Car I didn't even know what it was until what yesterday. Is that? You told me I was really impressed. I know. I don't even know it. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> anyway, so I found the fifth stand app on my apps, and boom! I got to listen to Cundy moaning about the game for the next hour and a half or so. So there you go. Anyway, the bottom line is what I was really about to say was. You know, in some respects, I kind of really liked it yesterday because that was a proper win. You know, we were second best yeah. for a, part, a lot of that game. A lot of players weren't on it, but they, they, they hung on in there. And so it was a really hard-earned win. But it was won by moments of magic. And that's what happens with good teams. You know, Kepa's moments of man- magic to keep us in it. And I mean, I know that you can argue that Mount's goals, you know, what the first one was down to a mistake. And in fact, arguably the keeper made a mistake for the second one but again you know you need a player to turn up and give you some magic moments and I thought that's what happened so I was really I, I, I found it pleasing to see us win that game I don't think that's a game we would have won six months ago I agree yeah I agree. and again the, yeah, the moaning yesterday so many people oh this is shit blah 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 and you sort of think I mean, we're five games unbeaten and we've got a poor record at Villa Park you know we used to win there on a regular basis but in more recent times you know, they've beaten us on a much more frequent cycle. So that was a banana skin, like losing at Southampton or losing at an Everton, the sort of things we've done in the past. So, yeah, it wasn't great in places, but moments of brilliance win games. Yeah. And over a 38-game season, you're not going to have to side play like 1970 Brazil in every single game. Sometimes you have to graft out a win where one or two players step up and get the points for you. That's part of being a team. You won't always have 11 players all on it at one time playing out of their skin. And you carry your teammates on days like that with an exceptional performance. And two players did it more than most yesterday. But having said that, other players stepped up as well. As I said, I thought Chalabar had a really good game. Again, Silver, Mr. Reliable, as always. There there were players who really performed it. There were players who didn't. But overall, we got the points. And that's the most important thing at the end of the day. And we remain unbeaten under Potter and another clean sheet, which builds confidence for the goalkeeper. If you individually go through it, Kovacic isn't the same player at the moment. He's he's, uh, fighting, but he's um, his his sort of signature thing of getting the ball and being able to burst through players. He's losing the ball a bit at the moment. So he's not quite on it, but, um, but still pretty classy. He's a class act, Kovacic. I think he, 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 he attempts to deliver other than it was very intriguing. I got there early enough to watch them training and um, they do this thing. You'll have shots at goal, you know, and they invariably hit the target or the goalkeeper saves and, and cover, but they get, you have two shots immediately all at once. They, they give you the ball uh, um, is passed to you and you have a shot. And then the, the, uh, the trainer then rolls a ball in front of you after you've recovered from the shot to shoot again. And he hit both of them as high over the bar as he hit the one, in the game that was given to him. So I thought, well, he's consistent. At least he does exactly the same thing, you know, but, but it's annoying. It annoys me how he somehow gets into these excellent positions and it's, you know, one in 10, he hits the target and it might then. One in 10? More like one in a hundred. Well, no, he hit that wonderful volley last year. Yeah, one in a hundred. Yeah, one in a hundred. Okay. Do you know what I um, said? Do you know what I said in my notes? It's so funny you said that because I write my notes, you know, as it's happening. Yeah. Sterling tees it up for Cova, who blazes it over the bar. Typically yeah. poor. Yes, yes, but but that's the kind of thing you just hope that they will hone. But I thought he, I thought Cheek 
Cheek was was but to be fair, he was playing wing back, and they can't do it. They've got to suss it. They've got to work this out. Who is the player who can play, or whether he does it in increments, whether he does it that he gives somebody 15, 20 minutes at it or a half, or he gives Dave a half and then somebody comes in. I would like them to to find a youth who can do it, who's been who's practiced at doing that position. Otherwise, we go into the realms of idiocy of people just not being that's not where they play and they're not quick enough. And it seems peculiar to me that we've got a replacement supposedly for children because we're worried about its fitness in Cucurello all right is having a dodgy time of it but he was playing out of position and we haven't got a replacement we haven't got anybody coming in for for Reese because they knew that that Dave isn't going to be the replacement because he's he he was I have to say he steadied the ship completely in the game against Villa when he came on at half time but you could tell that they they it was just like that there was a kind of relaxation about the team Kulabali was excellent um he needn't have been excellent he could have been half excellent we'd have been happy because Cucurella was so poor but he was he was really good and it makes you think he has to play there he can't have a situation with him not playing in that position when they're where, uh, now that we're we're short essentially and they've got to find somebody to play right wing back or or don't play with bloody wing backs like or I indeed or, or play with four absolutely but I know they they sort of they they play it well when they when when they've got yeah they play it well when they've got good players who play there. Do it, I know, I know. You know what? I'm sounding like fucking Kerry Dixon here. He says, "Fucking players, players win matches, not fucking systems." I I I agree, but I I agree completely. But then they've got to he's got to suss it. But yeah, he's in match management. Once once we didn't give the ball, we didn't let them score. Was excellent. From then on, he knew what to do. The consequences were excellent. But but any other team. Would have put us to the sword. Would have been three up. Yeah, definitely, definitely, player. definitely. Right. Um, quick break, uh, as always. Uh, but before we do, um, talking of Kerry, I mean, we had our, uh, you know, our event with our evening with Kerry, which is more of an afternoon with Kerry, kind of turned into an evening with Kerry at the wonderful Troubadour Club uh, back in uh, October. And uh, our second event, because we're going to do these monthly. It's the this is the idea that we do one a month. At the fabulous Troubadour Club in Old Brompton Road, and our, our next one is a real a doozy, as they say, because it's the uh, absolutely probably my second favourite player from that era, which is the lovely Wee Pat Nevin, uh, um, you know, who was just one, one of my favourite players of all time, basically, and he's just lovely for so many, so many different reasons. But he's now, of course, a very uh, articulate and uh, esteemed um, writer and broadcaster. Does all the punditry for Radio Five and pops up on the telly occasionally as well. So there we go. So um, if you want to come along to what will be what I like to call a kind of very intimate event, there's only, you know, only about 50 tickets available for this because it's quite a small room down at the Troubadour. So, you know, you need to like hurry up and not hang around and like leave it to the last minute because you might not get a ticket. But it does also mean that, you know, you will get time individually to talk to Pat if that's what you want to do and get stuff signed, stuff signed because quite often at these big events, you don't get a look in, but you'll get questions answered if you turn up and you'll get to meet him if you turn up. And to turn up, you have to turn up on the 6th of November, which conveniently is after the Arsenal game, which is on the same day. So uh, Arsenal, Chelsea Arsenal kicks off at 12 o'clock. Doors open at the Troubadour for us lot at half past three. Um, you can turn up there earlier if you want to have a post-match drink. They've got a lovely bar. You can even get something to eat there. So why don't you do that? Come straight after the game, go there, have something to eat, then pop downstairs for us at half three. Uh, tickets are £20. They're available at ticketweb.uk. Uh, and as I said, 
Pat, uh, myself, Jonathan will look back on the Arsenal game and then we'll have a live Q&A with Pat and then he'll just kind of like chill out and, and talk to you all individually as ever you wish. So get on it now, people. Ticketweb.uk. It's all, Also, the link is on my uh, pin to, to the Chelsea Fancast Twitter page, Mark. Oh, and the other thing, if people are, are coming along, it, it's the closest home game to my birthday. So there might be cake. There will oh, be cake. Oh, yes, there will yes. be cake. Yes, Whether there'll there be any be... left for you lot is a moot point, but there will be cake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will be sixty in November, so oh, it's a special we birthday. Well, you yeah. you should make you know you should make it one of your many uh, appearances for your birthday because I know you, Mark. You'll be doing like a week long tour, knowing you. <laughs> so invite, invite a few of your mates down as well. Uh, don't, don't worry. There's a lot of tickets already purchased for oh, right. people I know. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. So uh, another reason why people need to hurry up. I know a lot of people have bought tickets for this gig. Yeah. yeah. So you know yeah. you need to get on it because they will. It, this this will sell out. I have no oh, doubt. Yeah. People listening in tonight have got tickets. Yeah. yeah. So people need to hurry up. Yeah. yeah. You do. You do. J.K. Yeah. You were you were on the verge of saying something. No. Nope. Okay. Fair enough. Now, you might have heard me mention, well, you know, I was being polite and checking, you know, it's unlike me. I normally just ignore it, don't I? But... No, I was listening beautifully. Okay, Thank there you go. Right. Um, yeah, you heard me mentioning CFC UK earlier on because uh, I've just done a piece for it. And uh, that means it, it'll be out for the Man U match, I think. Um, so if you're going next Saturday, do make sure that you pop down to the CFC UK store, have a chat with DJ Marco and whoever else is there and get your new copy of CFC UK, the best fanzine on the planet. Now, if you can't get there, don't panic. You can still get yourself a copy. You can get yourself a hard copy, in fact, if you email fanzine at cfcuk.net. And if you want to have a year subscription, get it sent to you in the post. It's 18 quid in the UK, 40 quid in Europe, 56 for the rest of the world. You can also get it digitally, and you can get a PDF copy emailed to you. Uh, again, subscription for a year costs £6 for the digital version or a pound each for an individual copy. And you can pay all of this via PayPal. I suggest you go and do it. We will be back very shortly to talk about more Villa versus Chelsea. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, joined by the legendary Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge, I love it. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Good to see you as always. And the... Oops, things falling off on my desk. And that's, that's not who's on the show. No, we've got the wonderful, brilliant uh, brain of Stanford Bridge, Mr. Mark Meehan. Hello, good people of Mixler. Good to be on the show tonight. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you. That's kind of worth picking up on a few things that we we touched upon in in part one, really. The first of which is Sterling. And I mean, I think think we had an element of sympathy for Sterling for being played out of position as a right wing back, which he clearly ain't. Uh, and then he got moved up to where he's he's more effective. And then he ended up as a a false number nine, I think, which seemed a bit weird. Um, Irrespective, what? You don't think... Didn't think it was particularly false. Well, no, he, okay, he was our number nine. Yeah, he was on yeah. his own up there. Yeah, 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 which I didn't particularly approve of because I don't think that's his his gig really. But anyway, I mean, notwithstanding the sympathy I have with him for being played in lots of different positions, um, you know, we also said in part one how many different positions did Mason Mount play in, and he seemed to be fine about that. I think what I'm really trying to say is a kind of a theme that I've been grumping on about for the last few weeks, JK, which is I'm... I don't think Sterling's really doing it at the moment. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he's performing to the level that we had hoped and expected. And I think as a corollary of that, do you think it might be time to start Pulisic in a few games? Who actually, after being quite shocking in the Wolves game, ended up being half decent when he scored his goal. I agree with you completely. Uh, I, I just find it bizarre how he keeps missing the target, Sterling, by inches. But nonetheless, he keeps missing the target. And you think I mean, you hit had, the post, you've missed the target. Yeah, he hit the bar. He had that header, which he should have scored from. He was, it was, he was on his own from from uh, Connor's excellent cross. I'll keep going on about Connor. Bloody hell! He's, uh, you know, at the moment he just comes on as a as a, a disruptive sub. He's like a Tasmanian like, devil, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely well described. There's a there's a, a manic quality. Remember that, that cartoon? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, just reminding uh, me because he's like spin around, didn't he? he just saw this yeah. kind of blur. That's what Connor's like on the pitch. Isn't he, never, it? He, he never stops. If, if somebody's got the ball, he will run straight, and then he runs back to where the ball's been passed, and he runs again. The energy, the energy, of the guy's magnificent, and the skill. There's a lovely little mo- little piece of skill to get the ball onto Sterling's head, and Sterling should hit the target. He's on his own. Hit the target, and then he had another one where it was a it was a brilliant pass from from Mace, I think it was, and he. Uh, he should have volleyed it. He should have, you know, because everybody was off balance. And he, if the slightest touch, the ball would have gone in the net. Instead of which he stopped it, then took it left. And of course, they're all coming in and they all slide in and they kick the ball away. It's blocked. You think, come on, you're better than this. And I fear that this is what was happening to him at City. And this is why there was no particular uh, struggle to keep him. I think he loses, um, not confidence. I think he just, it, it, his 
he's just not accurate enough. I don't know what they can do to make him hit the target. You know, it's even against the, in the Leeds game when he was an excellent skill to find himself one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And he bends it round the post looking for the worldie in the corner. Hit the target. Just hit the fucking target, Sterling. Jesus. God. Mm. So, yes, I would definitely give Pulisic a go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. What about what about you, Mark? What say you about Sterling and and uh, also Pulisic coming in? Maybe uh, I wouldn't disagree. I, I think he's going through a lean patch at the moment. Good start the season. We know what he can do. Um, the, the Leicester game demonstrated that he had a superb game against Leicester. We knew to get one goal, he'd probably have about four shots at goal. That's what, what we inherited. We knew that, but uh, I agree with J.K. That cross from Conor Gallagher should have been a goal. Uh, all all day long, yeah. How he missed that, I've sympathy with the one that hit the crossbar, but that should have gone in. Although of late he has been in and out of the side, he's often taken out, you know, as one of the first substitutes, and he was substituted again, you know. So maybe a rest, you know, just get him on the training ground, practice a bit more. Uh, to, to be honest, yeah. Um, with Manchester United in the weekends, the game coming up. Uh, when I did my team predictions, which you'll come to, I didn't have him in the side. Uh, I had Pulisic in the side ahead of him. Mm. So, you know, that was my school of thought, you know, when I wrote the team out earlier. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of almost like another, it's, it's like talking about bloody Werner again and players like that. Oh, you know, why have you got him in the side? Is he there to create or is he there to score? Or is he there to do both? You know, I think I think it's easy when you see him missing chances to forget that he kind of, you know, when he's on his game, he, he links the play really, really well. And he's a, he's a creator. He, you know, he can put passes through to strikers to score, which is, which is good. And I think that the, di- the difference between him and Pulisic, I think, is that when Pulisic is on his game, I mean, you know, like, like we've been saying consistently for years now, the Pulisic before the FA Cup final where he got injured was, was easily our best player and best finisher, actually. I mean, he was lethal in front of goal, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I mean, kind of talking of which, it, 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 you know, I suppose associated uh, very much with this is the fact that Havertz to me is also in. in he just seems to be in terms of scoring goals in shocking form. I mean, I know he scored one the other week, but uh, again with Havertz, it's it's not easy because I think he also. You know he's he he brings other things to the game than than just scoring goals. But you know, I I, I just asked the question, J.K. How long how long should we be patient with Havertz? It's tricky, isn't it? Um, he contributed very little. Yeah, on Saturday, on Sunday, very very. Other than that one run when he set up um, Sterling for the shot. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure what he's doing. He's very peripheral to the game. And uh, skips about, does the odd foul. Um, it's uh, it's it's he's a bit of a luxury at the moment, mm. uh, but I've, they'll suss it. I'm afraid they'll you know they, they who, who they, will who will suss it? The management, the management. They'll just you know the the the. Will he, will he the, go expelliarmus? Uh, well, hey, very likely, isn't it? Mm. Very. Likely. Yeah, yeah. What division do they play in? <laughs> in the uh, Isthmian League. In the fiddlesticks division. What is it? I've suddenly forgotten all my sudden. Um, I, I impersonated Hagrid, my poor old. No, oh, Robbie died, didn't he? Treyu died the other day. What a what a talented man he was. My goodness me, quite wonderful. Yeah, worked with him back in the eighties, mate. 
but lived lived life on the edge. Mm, like to drink and a oh, fag. And a yes. Man after my own heart in the old days, anyway. Yeah. But uh, I reformed, so that's why I'm not 16 stone and an alcoholic and a chain smoker anymore. You might have then have been if you know had you not reformed, you might have been in. Uh, I could I could have been Robbie Coltrane. I mean, all the Harry Potter films. Wouldn't have been know. quite as funny as him. No, no, it wouldn't have been quite, yeah. But would, you, would you have done that Supergraph scene? Oh, I mean, see, this is the thing. You see, do you know what, Mark? How this is fucking so Chelsea fancast, isn't it? We go, uh, supposed to be talking about football, we end up talking about Robbie Coltrane. This is why I love this show. But uh, um, Kelvin's uh, tweet about it was just, at, for me, absolutely on point. Because I remember Robbie Coltrane from The Young Ones and the comic strip. Not mm. bloody Hagrid. Totally yeah. agree with you. But that's what they go for. They go for the lowest common denominator. They go for a, a pithy little line means they don't have to do any analysis of what his career was about at all. His career was was um, remarkably uh, Catholic in its yeah. in a small C. It was just he was a terrific comedian. And then he ended up um, um, through his connections of uh, working in Hollywood on several films. Yeah. He was um, he was uh, playing police inspectors and whatever. He was a very clever man. Very clever. He was in two. He was two Bond movies yeah. as well. Played and the Russian, he was also, didn't he? Yeah, he was Russian, also in character. Um, the Blackadder ad, um, episode with the dictionary. Yeah. Didn't he play Samuel Johnson in? Uh, in he Blackadder, did. He played Samuel Johnson. He was brilliant. Yes. He was brilliant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Great yeah. shame. Dear old Robbie Coltrane. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Hazard. Hazard? No, not Hazard. Habits. 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 I I told you, I had a massage, a sports, I hasten to add before people ask questions, a sports massage, but it's uh, not, it's a sports sports massage. Yeah, because I've been doing a lot of swimming and my shoulders have seized up. It is a sports massage. It's a deep tissue massage of muscles that you exercise when you've been doing sport. Well said. I knew that really. I was just asking. So it's it's all above the waist, is what I'm saying. Some kind of, you know, disgust. Anyway, I'm bored of talking about habits because I don't have a solution for it. No, Tell you what, I, I don't think you'll be picked. I think that's what will well, start happening. But, but okay, this is the thing, you know. And I think isn't this is a good this is a good question. This is what we all want as supporters, isn't it? You know, you want the manager to pick players on form, not reputation. It doesn't matter what fucking sport it is. You and I have had the same bloody arguments for years about cricket, England cricket, and exactly the same point. You know, you want if if, if somebody's stinking the place out. And if there's somebody banging on the door to say, I'm in better form, you've got to pick that person. Now, OK, I know it's not as simple as that. And I know that sometimes, like, you know, Mason was in a bit of shonky form. You, stu- you stuck with him and he'll play his way out of it. And sometimes the person that you bring in who might have been looking good in training stinks the place out when they do get a chance. But generally, if you're playing the same players every week who are stinking the place out, it's going to cause you a problem, isn't it? I don't think he's stinking the place out. He's just not contributing. No, no, I know, I know. You know, that's, no. that's the trouble. So it's and he does something. You, he has got a, a certain quality, doesn't he? Have it's a kind of there's a genius quality to him where the the, the moment that he set up Sterling was great actually because yeah. he burst clear. Um, so it, it's just it's it's he becomes as I say he becomes a luxury player which you don't want. You want him to be the the great player. A you productive player. Play. But also the player who plays for Germany, because yeah. he really is at a different class when he yeah. plays for Germany. What, what's he doing? Is he playing further forward? Is he playing the Aubameyang role for, for Germany? I can't remember. But he, this we all said he's much better when he's not playing the false nine. It's when he's actually playing behind. When I was seeing him play behind, behind in a, with the two b- 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 behind Aubameyang, he's not doing anything at all. I was going to say, Mark, that I, I, I think that that's, 
because there's a difference between playing, you know, behind the striker. I think Havertz plays better off the striker. That's different, isn't it? No, def- definitely. Um, uh, and again, it is unfortunate. Um, he, he had to come off because he wasn't playing well. But if we brought Brozier on a bit earlier, because also Bamiyang just wasn't at the races yesterday, um, Havertz and Brozier up top together. I don't think they've had much time together so far on the pitch. They've looked good when they have had time together on the pitch. And I was about to say exactly the same thing. When they have been there, they look quite a good combination. So sometimes you know, two players fit better together. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that as a manager then. Yeah. You know, it isn't just about picking the players in form. It's sometimes picking the partnership in form, the two players in form. Yeah. It is indeed. And, and, and I mean, you know, I, I love the fact that this show as a narrative arc is is going inexorably to the conclusion of four four fucking two. You know, it's like it's like it's like, like um you know the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The answer to the most important question, you know, the answer to life, universe, and everything is forty two. Well, the answer to football is always four four fucking two. So basically, you play Havertz and Breuer up front as a, as a, as the two, and uh, you've got four at the back because uh, we haven't got any wing backs. Play four in the middle, which means you've got, you know, you can get... Gall- ah, there we go. Beautiful segue. Maybe you can start Gallagher then, you know, because Gallagher, I think, is JK wetting his knickers about because every time he comes on... Um, I mean, I didn't... I didn't, I thought he I thought he didn't look good against Milan, actually. And I think I said it on Friday, and everything he tried didn't come off, and that happens. But basically, when he comes on, he offers something. We look more energetic. We look more at it, don't we? We look as though we're going to create something. Well, I find as a supporter, I'm saying, come on, Connor. Yes, yes, Connor, well played. More than I'm saying about anybody else because he's just so involved. Uh, yeah, if we can find a way of just playing him. So but perhaps he comes on, as I say, as, a, as, a, as an impact substitute. Perhaps that's what he does. We have to think in terms now of, of the all the subs yeah, being definitely. very relevant because of the game, you know, people run out of energy and they've got them all of the data, what's going on of how they're knackered and so they replace them accordingly. And you can change the game completely with the substitutes and changing the formation. Yeah, it's a 15 man game, isn't it? Now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I must admit, I hated the idea of five man subs, but what I'm finding fascinating watching Potter, he really makes use of his substitutions. Yeah. I must admit, Mark, I get bewildered because I, I lose count. And then when another one appears on the touchline, I keep thinking, is this the sixth? Are we going to be playing with 12 on the pitch just because I can't work it? And you realise oh, that, 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 that's if the game goes into extra time, then you're allowed to sit. Yes, you're allowed to sit. <laughs> but no, but it's, an excellent, it's an excellent point you, you make there, Mark. And I mean, we, we kind of talked about it earlier on as he kind of had to do it to, to answer a few of the problems that we were encountering, you know, in the game. But he was he was very happy to do that. I mean, he changed... He changed the formation by moving Sterling and, and Loftus-Cheek, and then he substituted, um, you know, Cucurella and Havertz and brought on Aspie and Koulibaly, which he clearly need to do. But it didn't stop there. You know, he he brings Gallagher on, he brings Broyer on. You know, he, he, he it, it seems to me that he... I mean, you know, in the old days, you would be saying, oh, well, Broyer's only come on to get a few a few minutes. But... I kind of wonder if there's also something that he's up to by doing that. Gallagher changes the dynamic of the game. So you're right, he is, he's really thinking about He's a bit of a, he's, I call it in-game wizardry, but he's thinking about it all the time, isn't he? Even when he only brings Brozier on, you know, you think, oh, it's 86 minutes. He's going to get 10 minutes. So it's, it's not like he's only on for two minutes or three minutes because there's nearly always four or five now. They're all, they're now actually the referees doing it properly, which is their, their, 
they're giving time for the substitutes and any kind of injuries are there. So you know that he's going to be on for 10 minutes and he can influence the game in 10 minutes. And it's interesting watching him. And I think he benefits by not playing for the coming on earlier and then us thinking, oh, he's missed a chance or whatever. But he looks very impactful as a consequence because he's very, very quick and speedy. And he, he's a different player to any of the strikers they've got. And he looks to me as if he's going to score just because of his directness, you know. So it, it's, um, but once again, if that may be his role for the rest of the season, unless uh, he does a big change around. But I would be happy with that if, um, I mean, it's just interesting to see, will he start attempting to use any other youth players to plug the wing back situation if he wants to play with. Who, who have we got youth wise there? Do you know off the top of your head? Lewis Hall? Yeah. Or yeah. Is, he, is, he more, or is he more left than right? Yeah. No, he's a left-hand side, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about that Charlie Watsit bloke who nearly uh, got a game but got COVID? He was supposed, funny enough, he was supposed to play against Brentford, wasn't he? And then he was, then he was like sick. Who was the boy they had playing in the Brentford Harvey, game? Harvey Vale and Sue Vale. Bell. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's he's more. No, no, of a... They were both forwards. It was the right no, back. No, was it Simmons? Simmons. Oh, Simmons. You're right. It was Simmons. Yeah, and he was yeah. very very speedy and good. Yeah. Played yeah. well. Played very well. Because remember that we're going to talk about this obviously with Brentford. They've got the two of the quickest players, the fullbacks and the uh, the boy who almost scored about four times at the weekend. What's his name? The other striker. Blimey, the speed of them. God, they're just they're just fantastic. And in fact, I felt the um, who were they playing? I can't remember who were they. Playing? Brighton. 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 Yeah, I thought Brighton were was subjected to the kind of thing that we were subjected to when we played the league game, which is they're just holding on for dear life of being because of the the bombardment that the Brentford are giving them. And I, 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 I'm, I'm having said that the Brighton side that we're watching now does looks as if it needs needs Potter's magic because it's not the same side to me. It's just really interesting how sometimes somehow they've they've lost their mojo because he's not there. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of uh, Charlie Webster, but I don't think That's he's a wing back. He's the one with you know, he's not. He's midfield. He's no, the one was, with, what was the other one? The Simmons. With, Headband Simmons is the one who played in the Brentford. Well, I, I don't very know. speedy, very very speedy. But I don't know has he been playing. I don't know what the situation is. Well, with I'm him. I'm, lo- I'm I'm on the site now because of course I just don't retain all this shit in my head. Uh, I'm yeah. too too old for that. Is that was of course the game where um what's his face had his best game for Chelsea. Um, the midfielder, what's his name, uh, who have I've erased from our memory banks? Who, 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 Saul. Saul, yes, was supposed instead of us buying what was it, Ampun Chong, whatever his name was, we 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 had. Saul on loan, hoping to make him into this great. No, uh, Sim- Simmons is on loan at Hull City. Right. Oh. Yeah, I thought he'd yeah. gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah. it's a testament to their competence that they're on loan. You've got to remember that. Yeah, indeed. The indeed. fact they're on loan is because they're decent players and they want to they want them to develop. So you know, good on them. Anywho, um, four, four two, four four <laughs> fucking two, mate. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if if we do. Change this, and I suggested that Gallagher might start. I mean, you know, do you think that uh, that Gallagher certainly and and possibly Broyer, you know, should get should get a start in some of these games? I mean, he's rotating a fair bit. He's playing he's playing Gallagher pretty much every game, or bringing him on as a sub. So can you know? Can you see? Can you foresee them starting a game, J.K.? Yes. Good. Yes, he might. He might play him this. He might play him on Wednesday. He might. He might. Bama Yang on the bench and just it's, you know knowing that he's going to be then available for the United game, he might he might play a whole series. He, he won't do I think the seven, the seven changes that he did for Wolves. That he might make another five changes, mm. just to give them all the to, to to stir it up a bit. But I think they they deserve the opportunity both Broger and um, and Connor to start from the beginning. 
Yeah. But you know, well, you know, we're not in the manager's head. We don't know what's going on. No, in no, we're not paid the big bucks. We're paid no bucks at all. In fact, we have no bucks to give, do we, J.K.? Oh, don't give a don't give a buck in the slightest. No, part. exactly that. So there you go, Mark. Do you want a final word on this? Yeah, I, I agree with J.K. on those. Um, obviously, I've got my team picked for Wednesday night, and both Conor Gallagher and Brozier are inside. Well, there you go. I was reading your mind, clearly. Now, listen, talking about reading people's minds, this has got nothing to do with reading people's minds at all, really. Um, but we are unbeaten under Potter, which I think is no mean, whoops, no mean feat. Five wins, one draw, 13 goals scored, one conceded, uh, four clean sheets, fourth place in the table, and four points behind City and Spurs with a game in hand. JK? Yes. It's beginning to look a lot like Chelsea. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like when is his luck going to run out if they play as bad? <laughs> 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 Meow! That was because not they... the answer I was expecting or looking for. <laughs> well, it's because I stood through the whole of the complete pile of shit that we served yeah. up in the first half. Yeah. I mean, it really was abject. Well, that's very Chelsea, to be fair. That is Chelsea. Well, no, but also it's Chelsea because, I mean, I mean I'm sorry to go on about Cucurella, but Cucurella was the was absolutely dreadful. Jesus. But it's interesting, isn't it? If one player is off his game, the opposition is so... It's not, doesn't, it's not rocket science, is it? Just to, to boot the ball at him and see how he copes. But... Um, uh, no, I'd be, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Cucurella now. Actually, I'm sorry to say, because um, he's got to treat him with kid gloves, because that was a very confident sapping performance. Um, uh, yeah, no, people have got to raise their game. I mean, it's interesting if you look through and who who were performing because 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 Reese is, isn't available. It just makes you realise yeah. how. But what do you what do you think of what do you what do you think of this start though? I mean, I I mean, I I, mean, I you know I know, I know you want to pin me down over the start. I think he's um, lucky. You think it's lucky? I think he's lucky. I think he's lucky. Um, he was lucky that that Kepper was brilliant. He was lucky that uh, Villa were were awful, and uh, uh, and that Mace was was excellent. Well, he was lucky. Uh, he was lucky that Villa were to use one of your favourite words, so bloody profligate actually. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He was. Well, yeah, but I don't, I haven't said that. I don't think they'll play like that again on Wednesday. I just think that was, he may have learned a lesson from that, but that was a game they should have lost. That was as bad as Leeds. That was as bad as Saints. That was that, that mm. before on Sunday. But yeah, no, it, it's great for him. And he's clearly, you know, we've got to give him kudos for having, um, uh, for gone this far. Oh, with and him. for having luck, actually. The, what did, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What did Napoleon the, say? Hey, hey, lucky generals. Yeah. But the the two Milan performances were great. Yeah, they were. I think we should assess him on that because this was just peculiar. But you know what? I think I think these buggers have always raised their game for for Champions for, League for matches Euro, for European. Yes, yeah, I think I think that there's been a real pattern about Chelsea for the last well, easily five, possibly longer than that, Mark, number of years, where you can see that they turn up for some games and they don't turn up for others. Uh, I agree, and we talked about it on the Fifty Years Show. They've been doing it longer than five years, then. They've been doing it longer than five years, and we were saying what an absolutely beast of a player Marcel Desailly was um, in Champions League games. Yeah, you know, yeah, man of the match many times, but he didn't always fancy it in a league game, or you know, probably just too many games, tired, needed a break, etc. So that was a massive, massive win in Milan last week. It was a big, big win. Phenomenal. And I know he, it was phenomenal, Mark. Phenomenal. It was. It was a, that is a hell of a win. Yeah. And that, you know, they are, you know, 
Yeah, they're not machines. They're human beings. Yeah, mentally and physically, that will take a lot out of some of them. People's recovery time, people recover at different paces. He made some changes, but a lot of those players who played against Villa played against Milan. And it probably took their toll on some of them. Um, so they were below par at the weekend. And you're going to get that. The amount of games of football a club like Chelsea plays over the season, that, you know, 38 games in the league, they'll play over 50 games. You won't get one player who is man of the match 50 times a season. It doesn't work like that. Football doesn't work like that. You have your good days, you have your bad days. They have things going on in their personal life that might impact, you know, on how they turn up on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, so come back to, I, I don't think Potter's lucky, you know, and I'm not sure. Did Napoleon actually talk about, you know, lucky generals, he or did. was that just a? He, well, it, well, a, he said, "Give me rumors. lucky, give was, me lucky yeah. generals." Was that yeah. Christopher Plummer in the film? It might have been. No, oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, 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 yeah. don't challenge me on this because I shall now go and Google it. I yeah. would hope, I would yeah. hope that he's learnt that if you're having the European games, you you should just try and move it around a bit. And I, I would have been very happy if he'd started with Broger and and. I agree. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah that yeah. game the weekend and I think he needs to learn that aspect that if you've had a big European game at the weekend I think you need to give the the lesser lights a go because they impressed against Wolves I think he should use that as a yardstick and so I, I, I would I would hope that this Wednesday he um we still have a you know that he'll still play silver I hope he'll play Kula Bali and uh, and he'll play Chalabar once again I agree with you completely Martin a very good game indeed he's uh mm. in fact you wonder what on earth was going on between him and Tuchel because um uh, we said, didn't we, Chidge, at the time on the show that he must play Chalaba more often. And uh, he's and... never lost a game for us I ever. Know. I ever. know. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever. yeah. I know. So the positive side of the two nil is yes, we were shit and we won two nil. Yeah, that's why I said in under part yeah. one, wasn't it? Which is always the sign of a of a of you know, it's always normally the sign of of potential. Well, I, I mean, look. But, yeah, but, well, you know. that's the point I'm making here. You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with your nuance because you know me. I'm a big fan of nuance and context, and and you're right. And I think I think Potter's got away with it a few times already. Actually, I, I agree with you there. But you know, five wins, one draw, um, four on the spin, number of goals scored, thirteen. What well, you know that that's kind of like title winning form as opposed to the mediocre mid table slash relegation form that we were under for not just the beginning of the season but the back end of last season too so yeah. you can't you can't ignore that you know that there's some that that's if nothing else quality results coming in at the moment i mean you can look at the opposition we've played have we played any really 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 decent i mean honestly hand on heart has he had to play a decent fucking side so far answer no no, no. You know, Arsenal's the big test. Man U, Man U will be a test because you know what? I know they're a, you know mad as a barrel of monkeys, but they're in fifth at the moment. They're only three points behind us, so they're they're not. They, you know, they are they are slowly but surely becoming slightly less shit and batshit. I'd say. Yeah, the te- the tests are coming. You got Man United on Arsenal. Saturday. You got Arsenal, and you got Newcastle away. Newcastle yeah. away, always a tough Newcastle, game. Newcastle away. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll we'll know more then. I mean, we'll we'll know more really, J.K. at the end of this season about Potter, I think, because I mean, he's really, you know, he's learning and learning and learning and learning. Not not as in how to be a manager, but learning about the players, learning about how to manage a team in two games a week at this intensity. I have to say, I think he tweaks the get the team more than Tuchel ever did. Yeah, yeah. and the changes yeah. he makes within within the game are uh, um, not remarkable, but you can see what's happening in a way you think he's got several plans. There's not just one plan B, because yeah. I agree completely. I think he would have kept Cucurella and um, 
uh, and Havertz on um, till 60 minutes. And I reckon they'd have scored at least a couple of goals in that period. And yeah. we'd have said, why the fuck did he do that? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing that he tended to do. And, and I think the other the other test will be is so many times in the last year when we've gone behind, we never look like coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting thing. If there's a couple of games where we fall behind, you know, how how we respond to that? Because the last the last few games, you know, we score and we stay ahead and then we get another goal and then we get another goal in some cases. And the other thing is, I said the other week, you know, I think we're going to learn a lot about Potter when we when we lose. Jonathan said, we, we never lose. And I said, but well, we will lose. And we, we ended up in this kind of circular argument about, do we ever lose? But we will lose. And then we'll see, you know, how good a manager he is then. And the other thing that the other issue he's got, I mean, I know we've got to now figure out how we cope without James. And we spent most of this show talking about that. The other thing I think, which is really, really key to this, is how the fuck do we manage to get how, do, how on earth do we get Silver to play every game? Because actually, he's easily our most consistent player. But he can't play every game. And I thought what, what uh, Potter said about him <coughs> afterwards. I mean, I, don't, I haven't got one friend of mine at Chelsea who doesn't absolutely idolise Silver. Everybody we all know, we all love him. And I mean, do you know what Potter said? He, he is a man, he, he, is, he, is, he is operating at the highest levels as both a football player and a human being and a man. I mean, what a huge praise that he, he, he poured on him, and understandably so, because the guy's just unbelievable. But he cannot play every game, so we've got to find a way to cope without silver too, I think. Yeah, food for thought. Anyway, Mark, you are about to say something? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say um, it's almost like the same Reese James conundrum, because Fafana, how long is he out for? At least a month? Yeah. yeah. But so, I think I think Trevo's yeah. good, you know, he's he's... And more than able replacement for Fafana. I think he's better actually at the moment, arguably. Oh, but... I, I know, but I think the the only way you can give Silver a rest is we play four four King two. two. Yeah, <laughs> no, there we go. See, I knew we would end up at four four fucking two again. I predicted this, and there we go. Right, yeah. we're gonna have a break because J.K. looks as though he needs to go and make a coffee. Um, I could do with eating something. Uh, but anyway, when we come back, we will be looking ahead to Wednesday's match against Brentford. See you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Part 3. Because we've had parts one and two, so now it's time for part three. I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, and I'm joined by the right honourable Jonathan Kidd. Hello. So there you go. Have you formed a new government yet? I'm thinking about it. Are you not I'll... in the running? I would imagine you're in the running to be the next Prime Minister. Everybody I'm seems to be. For, I'm doing it for a day, and then I'm I'm going to be ousted. Yeah. There we go. That's That would be par for the course at the moment uh we've also got with us an absolutely fantastic human being one of my favorites on the planet a mr mark Meehan. hello everybody andy warhol wasn't wrong prime ministers are 15 minutes long <laughs> i love that that's brilliant well done right <clears throat> uh, some may say it's a shame that the chelsea fan cast is not 15 minutes long Rather than two hours and fifteen minutes. Not, not, not me, me and J.K. on it. It's never on. Well, you know me. I, I'm in one of the. I'm in one of my strange, funny moods, and as you probably realise, I'm feeling very 
late. I told you earlier on that I'm not with it today. I didn't send you the bloody notes until about 20 minutes before kickoff. So I am not on it. I'm feeling very laid back. Anyway, I've kind of got demorb. I'm demorb happy because I'm having the week off next week. Right, Brentford-Chelsea. Uh, next match, Mark thankfully informed me during the break that this is on uh, Amazon Prime on Wednesday, which is just as well because I ain't got no fucking ticket to go. I, I can't go to the midweek games anyway, but I do remember, annoyingly, I had a ticket for Brentford uh, last year. And of course, Brentford tickets are like rocking horse shit. Hen's teeth. Yes. And uh, I couldn't go because of the COVID issue. So somebody got my ticket, actually. But, uh, hmm... I, it's a shame to miss it. It's a place I'd, I'd, I'd like to go and see a Brentford-Chelsea game. But there we go. I can't be there, so I should be watching it on Amazon Prime. But it has not stopped me from doing what I always do before a game, JK. I do a team selection. And I, I'm, I'm looking at my team selection now and saying, it's shit. <laughs> Why? I'm just thinking, what the fuck was I thinking here? I, do you know what? I'll tell you what I was thinking before I tell you what the team was. Um... Brentford are very fast and very physical in my memory of Brentford. So I felt we need a pretty fast and physical team in as much as we can. So, so you chose Dave. Well, I'm just looking at that now. But <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, well, I, I, I'll have, I mean, come on. There's some mitigation there, as I know you know. But anyway, Kepper in goal, obviously. Um, I think I think a back three um, because... Uh, I think that's what he'll go for, really. Uh, Chaloba, Silva and Koulibaly. I think there's an asterisk by S- Silva's name because I think that Potter was saying he, he had a knock, didn't he, after after Villa. So yeah. he may not make it. In which case, uh, you bring. I presume you would bring Aspie back. Okay. I mean, fucking can't play. You, you know, you, you can't play Cucurella there. So it would be Koulibaly, Chaloba. He's played Chaloba in the middle. And Aspie, if Silver's not fit, I would suggest in the middle of the pitch because we're going we're going five in midfield, which is not dissimilar to kind of how he was thinking at times on uh, Sunday. But um, I would have Kovacic and uh, Loftus Cheek. Don't know which one would be the more holding, but either can do it. And Mount because Mount gets up and down, and I think you're going to need that with Brentford because they're as I said, they're a very physically fit team. Loftus-Cheek's a monster in midfield. He won't get bullied. Kovacic will snap into tackles and Mount's got the energy of a fucking nuclear battery. Yes, we're going to play wing-backs. Chilwell, I know, having said everything that I've said earlier on tonight, I, I, I think he's still going to do it. Chilwell on the left, Aspie on the right. Not ideal with Aspie, but actually if it was a choice between Aspie, Loftus-Cheek, Sterling and Pulisic, Pulisic and hudson Adoy and Uncle Tom fucking Cobbley and all. It's Aspie, isn't it, really? Anyway, up front, I'm being a bit weird here. Um, again, going against what I said earlier on, but I think this is also a little mix of what I think he might do. Because they're playing 3-5-2, basically Sterling's dropped. So I've gone with Havertz and Aubameyang. But I would be equally happy... <clears throat> I'm actually really weirded out by that, because I think, actually, I meant to pick Pulisic and Aubameyang. But must have pressed Havertz instead. So, but anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays Havertz and Aubameyang. I think I might be tempted to play Pulisic. Actually, oh, I know why I chose Havertz. Yeah, Havertz is a unit, useful, useful for corners. You know, in, in like Drogba used to be. So that's why, because he he can he can help us defend. So, you know, I'm basically kind of mindful of the fact that Brentford are very very fit, very very fast, and might go the air raid option like they did to us um, last season. But there you go. I commend it to the house, J.K. Oh, yeah. 
Who knows, Chidge? Who knows? <laughs> we get it wrong every fucking week, so clearly not us. <laughs> it's not us, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to pick Dave because he's he's um, he's not the, the, the fastest, but he came on and did a very good job. He's the only the one who can approximate Dave. a right wing back. Yeah, yeah indeed. Indeed. Um, please don't have him playing Cheek there. Please don't have him playing Pulisic. I think I prefer it if we talked about it earlier, if he played Pulisic instead of Aubameyang and brought Aubameyang on if possible. And, um, uh, and or even played... Um, as about Yeah, Broya from the beginning. Um, he might play Cucurella instead of Chilwell. Uh, I don't think he will. I thought Chile had a pretty good game, actually. He, he's... Um, uh, He's he's very intricate. He's very skillful. Is Chile was because he was obviously playing left back um, right in front of us. We were practically on the halfway, and his uh, his intricacy, some of the passing they get up to. But we were saying it would be nice if he played Connor from the beginning, and I think he may give uh, Kovacic a, um, a way out. He definitely won't play J five because it's the kind of environment that J five just won't deal with. This is not the game for Jorginho. Absolutely, run, run through all the time. So uh, I think he might play. Connor instead of Kovacic, but you know, your guess is as good as mine. So all of those are up in the air. But you know, um, um, you know, congrats for having a go, Chief. Well, I have it, to. It's my duty. We, we let's be honest. We really don't know. We have no fucking idea, Mark. Uh, I know because Mark, Mark, this is the, this is that's what I love about Mark. Mark come armed with his notepad. He's also he's done his own teams. He knows he knows well enough not to trust my selections. Excuse me a second. It might be completely wrong though. Yeah, but let's he's not... but he's but he's saying that he's, he knows that mine will be shonky. So he's come up with his own. I quite like that. Um, the defense has to pick itself because we've got no one else at the moment. So clearly, uh, it will be Kepler and Goal. I've gone for Aspie, Trevo, Silva, Koulibaly, and I thought about... Gone for a four. It... You're going no, four, no, four, no, two. No, 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 no. I've got a fifth. <laughs> I, I thought about, would he give Cucurello another chance? Because he had a bit of a mare yesterday. But I've gone with Chilwell. Bit of a mare? What? Bit of a mare, Mark? I'm being polite. You'll be very yeah. polite. There might be children listening for all we know. So... <laughs> So he had a bit of a mare yesterday, a bit of a Western yesterday. Yeah. And Western had a bit of a Western at the, the weekend. They got beat by Barnet 3 0 in the FA Cup. Bloody fancy losing to Barnet. Um, Dom, Dom Rocha will like that gag. Um, so Chilwell, so five at the back. I'm going five for. Five at the back? Going five. Well, back three, two wing backs. Call it five at the back. Whatever you, whatever, however you play it on FIFA. I'm going for J5. Why? I think he'll. Because I am. I think he'll play J5. Um, but he will have two players beside him who will do all the running up and down and heavy lifting for <laughs> J5. And J5 will just sit in front and protect the defence. Because the defence got no protection yesterday. It passed Cheek and Kovacic by for the first half hour. Well, that's so because J- they were, that, that's because Villa spent the entire time pinging the ball down the left or the right in the space yeah. between the wing back and the, and the back three. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting Harry Potter. This here. time they'll think... just run straight through the middle. No, and wave no, no. at Jorginho as they go no, past. No, no, no. Yeah, I think J5 will sit in front of the fence for 90 minutes and not move from that spot. You know but what, Mark? Two... He might as well lie down on the D <laughs> like they do for free kicks, you know. And as we said, none of us know absolutely anything about picking a team and we never get it right. So uh, for Devil Mutt, I'm going for J5. He's going to have two young whippersnappers behind him in Gallagher and Mount mm. doing all the heavy lifting and the grafting. And I'm going for Pulisic and Brozier up front. Wow. Radical. That's similar to what I suggested, except um, 
uh what are we saying chili or, or cucarella i think it'll be chili cucarella, you said yeah no i did i said no, it mark might said be. mark said cucarella. Mark cucarella. you reckon cucarella i i thought cucarella because he had a mare but i think he'll go with chill well mm, okay well there you go as as we said we'll find out tomorrow uh not tomorrow so we'll find out on wednesday at about Half past six, I believe. So uh, I shall be still working at that time. So I won't know until I get home at about seven. But there you go. So what do we reckon on this one then? I mean, do you know what? I found some absolutely fucking brilliant stats on this. You're going to you're going to love this. You're going to love this. But I'm going to I'm going to tease you for a minute because. Yes, I am. So there we go. I, I mean, I think, look, just talking about the lineup for a second. I mean, I think we've done it to death, you know, enough. I mean, the only other thing I would say that I would throw into this mix are I wonder if he might have an eye on the United game on Saturday. Um, because I said he wouldn't, you know, he, they always say, oh, we take it one game at a time. And then he then he changed everything for the Wolves game before the Milan game. So he clearly lies. So I'm wondering if he might do quite a, a, big, a big change before the United game. Because, of course, you know, Potter is human. Beating United, even in their shitness, is still a feather in a cap. And, of course, he used to beat them regularly with Brighton, didn't he? So, uh, anyway, he may have an eye on that. But we shall see. As I said, we, we, we get this wrong every week. So, you know, there's no point second-guessing. What I would say about Brentford, are they are an interesting bunch, as we well know. Um, I was kind of thinking before I, I did the notes today that they're quite a schizophrenic side. Um as in they, they kind of win or lose. There, there's a bit of that. I mean, their, their last five games are interesting. I mean, they, they beat Brighton 2-0 on Friday, which is no bad result. They got hammered by Newcastle 5-1 away when they were shocking. They drew with Bournemouth away, which I don't... Well, I mean, Bournemouth have turned it around since they got their new manager. They got humped by Arsenal at home 3-0, and they beat Leeds 5-2. So there's they've, they've apparently they've scored more goals, I think, than anybody apart from four teams in the league at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, here we go. Got some great stats here. Um, they failed to win. The bees have failed to win. Oh, this is, this is the stat I loved, right? The bees have failed to win across their last six midweek Premier League matches, drawing one and losing five. Okay. Isn't that great? They failed to score in four of their last six London Derby home matches where they've won two, drawn two and lost two. Oh, well, that's perfect. There we go. Um, Ivan Tony has scored 30% of Brentford's total Premier League goals. That's the highest percentage of any player in the competition. So we all know who the danger man is, don't we, JK? Um, that other guy. Um, what's his name? Um, the, uh, Can't remember. Number 10. Yeah. Tony Tony is a handful. He's a good striker, isn't he? There's good no player. doubt about he that. Playing for England. He should be, actually. Top, top goal he scored at the weekend, that flick. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great player. Good player. In form. Got to be picked. Southgate should have picked him. Yeah, well, Southgate's a knob, so he won't. We've established he's a knob. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love that little rumour doing the rounds in the papers that Tuchel said he'd be very happy to take England on when Southgate goes. And I was thinking, fucking fuck off now, Southgate. We might win the World Cup with Tuchel in charge. Who'd have thought, eh? Hey. Um, Tony is a handful um, but Mark so are Brentford I think I mean they are no mugs they're ninth in the league they're I think they are they're I think possibly about maybe three or four or five points behind us they're not far away they are so not to be taken lightly and I mean I know we, we beat them you know in uh, both the League Cup and uh, 
both the away matches last last season, didn't we? We lost horribly, didn't we? We got absolutely, yeah, we got fucked over, didn't we? 4-1 at home uh, on April the 2nd. When we did a, we 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 had one of those brain fart matches, like we did against West Brom. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean we did, but in the away games, we we won one nil in the Premier League and two nil in the uh, in the in the League Cup. But I do remember Mendy making great saves, and I do remember that we had the runaround for most of those games. They were physical games. I think this is going to be much tougher than it should be, Mark. I agree. Two two very tough games um, at Brentford last season. Yeah, particularly the league game. Um, how how we got out of there with a one 0 win in the league game, and you know that was the game where Mendy made some tremendous saves. You know that was almost like daylight robbery. Like when we're having a beer with the Brentford fans after the game, could not believe you know, how well Brentford played that day. They threw the kitchen sink at us in that last half hour, but our, our defence was superb. You know that afternoon, and again in the league cup game. They had good spells in the League Cup game, but it was a bit of a smash and grab that night as well with the 2-0 victory. And they just battered us at the bridge. They, you know, so this is no easy game. This is a tough game. And they, they are a bit yo-yo, but they're normally very good at home. You know, apart from, I think, they, was it, they lost at the start of the season 3-0 to Arsenal. They're normally quite good at home. So this is going to be a tough game on Wednesday. No, I, I agree. And I mean, you know what I was saying earlier on? Uh, JK, that um, they've scored 18 goals this current campaign. That's six more than they'd scored at this stage last season. And, it's, and only four sides can better that so far this season. So they're scoring are a lot. One, of, are, we, are we one of them? No, we're not. But on the other hand, um, I think that we can boast... Uh, there we go. Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> boast uh, clean sheets in seven of their last 10 matches away to London opposition. Won seven, drawn two, lost one. Um, no Premier League side has conceded fewer away league goals after the break this season than Chelsea's won. So, and we, you know, we're coming on the back of about three or four clean sheets, you know, and uh, we've only conceded one goal since Potter's turned up. So, was it two actually? Two goals since Potter turned up. So, you know, we're we're not leaking many, uh, and and Brentford are scoring lots. So, I wonder if that might cancel each other out. Well, there's there's another stat that I thought was very interesting. Kind of my, my harbinger of doom stat, JK. Potter Potter can become only the eighth Premier League manager to win his first four Premier League matches in charge of a club. And interestingly, four of the previous seven have actually been Chelsea managers. Uh, yeah, I want I want I don't know the answer, but I wonder who they might be. Uh, Mourinho? Yeah, yeah. Sarri. Angelotti. Yeah, possibly. I think the Brazilian... Who was the Brazilian manager Scolari. we had? Scolari. Scolari. I think Scolari made a really good start as well. Yeah. Then it went memory. tits up, didn't it? Then it went tits as up. As I remember the show December. at the time, it's all gone Scolari. Yeah. 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 So there we go. So uh, that, of course, means, you know, that we're bound to lose thanks to that stat. In in the normal logic and uh, scheme of things. Yeah, we're not bound to lose because they don't like um, playing at night. No, they don't. They don't like midweek games, do they, Brentford? Yeah, it's the cold air. So anyway, silliness and stats apart, how do you see this going, my old China? Uh, my old China. Uh, well, I reckon it's going to be a fair... Uh, I reckon uh, one one. One each? Yeah. One all? Well, I reckon. Okay. Why? I don't know. I've just plucked it out of the air. I don't know. Two all. 
one one two one. Do you want to have four goes at it just in case? Yeah, can I? Yes. Yeah. Um, Two one to us. Okay, so I'm going to go with your first one, which is one all. Uh, Mark, what what say you? I'm going to go two one as well to us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the difficulty is 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 what teams are you going to pick? And uh, I think a lot of it will depend on that. Bottom line is we're a better team than Brentford, so we should beat them, whether at home or away or whatever. I think... There's Chidge, don't uh, we? Yeah, we we have pound for pound, we have better players, period. We have better players, we have a deeper bench. Potter's clearly not an idiot as a manager, as he's he's proving week in, week out. So, you know, we should win this game, even though Brentford are pretty strong at home. Their crowd will be bang up for it, as as they see us as a derby match. Um... And it's a pretty intense atmosphere in that stadium. They get behind the team to the Brentford fans, probably because there's so many former Chelsea fans there making a noise. Meow. But anyway, yeah, you know, who knows? I mean, the fa- it, it is a difficult match. I mean, I don't see us humping the humping them. I really don't. So I, I'm going to go like Mark, 2-1. Uh, I said 2-1 as well, but it was my fourth. If you're that's right. your fourth choice. Do you want to have 2-1 as well? No, I'd like to hedge my bet. No, I think one-one. You know, I could see, it, I could see it, I could see it being a really tight game. Even though Brentford likes scoring lots of goals, we've been scoring goals recently. So this, of course, you know, we're all predicting a really tight game with very few goals, which guarantees there to be a hatful of goals on Wednesday night. I would say, in the normal scheme of things. But yeah, two-one for me, two-one for Mark, one-one for J.K. It would be very lovely, I think, if Potter can win this as well. Uh, whatever team he. He picks out. I mean, if Arsenal beat them 3-0, you know, they're capable of getting humped. So you never know. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened on this show, too. Like, we've got emails coming up in part four. See you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea... Football Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge, and uh, I'm joined by the uh, effusive Jonathan Kidd. Top of the morning to you. And the absolutely lovely Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. There you go. Great Irish accent from Mark there. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's time for emails, which we've done not done recently, and I apologise for that. We've had we've been quite busy on the show, had other things going on, but uh, sorry to those who've written in and didn't get it read out. Uh, and I think this is alluded to in this first email, funnily enough, J.K. It's from George Spencer. Um, dear Chidgy and the gang, I'm typing this after listening to updates from our 2-0 win over Aston Villa. I've given up going to the White Horse on Sundays as they hold their weekly meat raffle at the same time as Super Sunday. And as such, there's rarely room to breathe. To cap off a good weekend, following Winchester City's draw at home to third-placed Chesham United. Sorry, we're in a world that I know nothing of here. It's always nice to see Stephen Gerrard slip on his backside and also to beat a side associated with the Canuck Chase car park lurker. Something I know nothing about either. Is he Ben Collymore? Yep. Oh, well done. A very, Graham, a very dogged individual. Very dog, doggery indeed. Yes, spoke doggery. Um, uh, yeah, uh, doggerel. Sorry, Graham Potter has proved that, like his namesake, he is indeed magic, or the forces with him. If you want to be facetious, and he could well build a dynasty at the club, like Sir Alex Ferguson at United. 
It was also good to see Mason Mount on the score sheet, which should put the usual suspects back in their boxes. However, the news that Reese is now out until Christmas is a real sickener, especially with the World Cup coming up and Trent being arse gravy, but still being taunate, being, sorry, being touted as the reincarnation of Cafu because of who he plays for. I've heard rumours linking Mbappe with us due to him following several of our players on Instagram. The question is, would you take him at Chelsea? I certainly would, yeah. I'm happy enough with Aubameyang as a stopgap, but I feel this isn't an opportunity you can pass up, especially if the Scousers are also in for him. Speaking of Aubameyang, there's an open goal with a chant for him from the old BN advert. What's BN? What's BN? BN. Mark? BN. Brown knows. No, I don't know what BN is. Uh, Aubameyang, do 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 do. Aubameyang, do 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 do. JK, JK. Number nine. JK, JK. Give it some awe. Obamayang. Obamayang. Doodle doodle doodle. Obamayang. Doodle doodle doodle. Obamayang. Doodle 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 doodle. Kelsey's number nine. Somebody, could somebody on me? No idea, mate. Help us out. George, help us out. Help us out. Be an advert. Is it Obamayang? Do 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 do. Obamayang. Do 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 do. No, it's not that one, is it? Chelsea's number nine. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, George. Midlands? British Midlands advert? Sorry. No, yeah, guess. no idea. No I've idea. let you down. I'm sorry I've let you down, George. We don't George, know. You need to, anyway. George, you need to record it on WhatsApp and send it to yeah. me. That's send what it you to need a, to do. And I'll do. I was listening to an episode from last season where everyone's worst Chelsea eleven was discussed. Here's mine. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, George, I don't want to know worst Chelsea eleven. Please, they're going to be ill. Sullivan, Zappa Costa, Gilla Bolgili. Why did he pronounce his name? Gilla Bolgili. Gilly Bolgili. Ben Ha Ben Haim Bahada Yukanovic. Bakayoka Manish Quadrado. Oh shit, Murata Koresma. No, I thought Koresma was okay. I liked him. He played very well against Coventry. I remember. Better than uh, he played better than um can't remember his name. Um Macho, Hector, Miazga, Monero, Sidwell, Benayoun, Pato. I can't uh, argue with any of those with the manager, Rafael Benitez. Oh, the flat's managed way to <laughs> until next time. Keep it blue and up the Chels. George Spencer. Thank you, George. Thank you for that rendition of all your the worst players recently. I mean, you know, if you're talking about a kind of a, a, a you know a Roman era. Worst eleven. I think that's absolutely spot on. But I mean, you, you, me, and Mark will sit here thinking of Alan Mays, um, oh. you know, all sorts of other appalling. Uh, Ikanovic is pre pre. Darren Wood, you know, you name it. Dave I mean, Mitchell. Dave yeah. Mitchell. No, Darren was all right. I'm thinking of Dave. Yeah, da da Darren Wood. I'm thinking of Dave Mitchell, mate. You're right. Steve Livingston. Yeah. 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 There's loads of other absolutely shockingly I, awful I like players. Karasma had that ability. If he never used his some. Um, Robert Fleck, Robert Fleck, Robert Fleck, Robert Fleck, Robert Fleck. Robert Fleck. Sorry, mate. What? Charisma always used play with one foot, but he always played with crosses yeah. with it, with it curling them away. He's a Rabona, didn't he? Always. Yeah, yeah, always, always. And to be fair to Charisma, he only played a handful of times. Yeah, he did. He it was did. very brief. Yeah, it was like a month on loan or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was very, he was very charismatic. I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's quite clever, Chidge. Not, not. Yeah. Tumbleweed. Yeah. Let's move swiftly on. Uh, we've got we've got some two brilliant emails here. Um, 
you know, this is the first time this has ever happened on the fan cast, actually. Like a, a, a husband and wife email session here. Um, and they are from uh, Matt, uh, Matt Zibilich, who we've heard from before, uh, who says, Chidge, JK, I've been enjoying the fan cast immensely. Thank you so much for all you do. It's an absolute pleasure, Matt. You were kind enough to read my letter on the fancast at the beginning of the season, and I wanted to let you know that Mary and, and I feel like we've won the lottery and secured tickets to the Man U match at the bridge this month and brighten away through Chelsea in America. Oh, two good games. Big shout out to John Costello, or if you prefer the Irish version, John Costello of CIA, who has answered. Is he CIA? Is not, that... not, no, not that CIA. Chelsea in America. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Who has answered my many questions kindly and with blazing speed. Well, John is an absolutely lovely top bloke, Matt, so I'm not surprised by that in the least. We were also able to secure Salzburg away tickets for us and our friends Amy and Matt through the Chelsea member sale. Blimey. Amy and Matt are also hoping to join us for the Man U match. Sadly, they didn't make the cut for the CIA allotment for Man U, but we are still hopeful. Having never paid so close attention to how the, uh, the Premier League does their scheduling... I found the whole process to be mad. That's an understatement, Matt. First, they released the fixtures this summer, but in reality it was just a list of games on Saturdays. Then the TV comes along and moves the games to Sunday and Friday ETC, but the madness is that they did it before the Champions League draw. They fully knew which teams are in the Champions League and they moved the Chelsea Man U match to Sunday, the 23rd of October. But once the draw was done, they moved it back to Saturday. Or did they? I don't want to be a complainer. I just found all of this fascinating. I wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed the uh, 2000 to 2001 and 2001 to 2002 season reviews. And it was great to hear that Chidge was in the Rose City for a friend's wedding during that stretch. I was indeed. I was in in uh, very near Portland, Oregon. And Steventon, a little little village called Steventon, which I really liked. He says, you're welcome back in Portland anytime. I would love to go back, Matt. I thought it was a, a smashing city, not least because... That part of the United States is full of microbreweries brewing fantastic beer. It's like a chidge heaven. Anyway, um, would would love some advice on where to meet up uh, before the match. Mary is so excited that this dream is becoming a reality. Thank you, Matt and Mary Zivilich, Portland, Oregon. And then we had round two, JK. This is from Mary Zibelich. Do you think that they're related? I, I think they might be. You reckon? I think they're God. man and wife. What a strange coincidence. Dear Chidge, JK, and all the lovely regulars. Well, it's, it's the lovely Mark. Good day to you all from Portland, Oregon. My husband, Matthew Zibelich, wrote a few weeks ago to you about taking me to see Chelsea for the first time. Could that be the letter you've just read out, Chidge? It might be. Oh, how lovely. I wanted to give you a bit of a background on how I fell in love with Chelsea. I think that would be very nice, Mary. On our first wedding anniversary, Matt and I made a plan to travel around the world for a year before settling down to have kids. I think that's rather lovely. A sort of love match, that is, anyway. We then set our sights on going to Germany in 2006 for the World Cup, using that as our launch pad to set off on our global travels. Matt mentioned how my brother Tim bears a strong resemblance to Frank Lampard in both looks and playing style. Well, Lampard became my talisman for the World Cup and I started following Chelsea as a result. 
<laughs> with Chelsea in the top four, it meant that any country we travelled to, we could count on a match being shown on TV, from a beachside bar in Cambodia to a restaurant in Gondor, Ethiopia. Games were bountiful around the world. Finding a place to watch Chelsea became the thing that gave our days structure. My love for Chelsea blossomed upon our return to the States. Being on the West Coast means early games and I would trek to any pub that would open up for the pre-dawn kickoffs, often being one of only a few diehards watching. I went into labour the night before the final game of the 2008 season, as you do. Chelsea were neck and neck with Man U and we needed a win or a Man U tie or loss in order to win the title. It's been a long night. It had been a long night of labouring. And to take my mind off things, my husband Matt found a stream to watch the game from our hospital room in the wee hours of the morning. I remember Bolton equalising in stoppage time, the moment before the doctor came in to say it was time to go into the operating room to have a C-section. My healthy, sweet little baby boy at least softened the blow of losing the title. I've been in love with Chelsea for 16 years, which is just shy of the 20 years I'll be celebrating my wedding anniversary with Matt on October the 12th, 2022. You see, for our 20th anniversary, Matt has diligently planned and orchestrated our trip across the pond for me to fulfil my dream to see Chelsea live. He took your advice and connected with Chelsea in America, and now we've secured tickets for Man U home, Salzburg away, and brighten away. We'll be travelling with some dear friends of ours who are also celebrating 20 years of marriage. I feel beyond blessed to have someone love me so much. Oh, sweet this is. That they would go to such lengths to listen to my favourite footy podcast and to write to you all in order to help me get tickets to see the team I live and breathe for. Love is many things, comes in many forms, and to know that I get to finally see the boys in blue at Stamford Bridge with the love of my lifetime is incredible beyond belief. We look forward to raising a pint with you all when we come to town. Keep the blue flag flying high. Mary Zibelich, Zed Blues on Mixler, formerly F. Mary Kill. Oh, wow, how lovely is that? How completely lovely is that? It's very the loved lo up, mate. The love, the love there. I'm jealous. I'm yeah. so jealous. So am I. And I'm happily married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a bachelor. You are, aren't you? I mean, I uh, get I get you love Chelsea more than me quite regularly. I say, yeah, but I love Tottenham more than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. It's an old joke. That's an old classic, isn't it? It's an old horrible. Classic. Yes, it is an old joke. But nonetheless, horrible. I know, but it was a joke, mate. It was a joke. I know, and I was a joke. I know, but yeah. after Mary's I know, just I know, loved, I know. loved up letter, yeah. loved it, it, Mary. beautiful, wow. beaut, be Mary. What a, what a lovely couple you sound, and that's a oh, beautiful well, letter. I, I feel, I feel, I must come along to the cock if we invite them. Well, indeed. I mean, you know, uh, embrace them both. I just yes. feel completely. It's necessary uh, after that to meet them. Wowee. I will. I will give Mary and Matt. I will. I will. I've got your email address, so I, I will ping you back uh, my my phone number. So find me on WhatsApp. Um, there is a complicating factor in all of this, which I will reveal in a minute. But Mark, what did you think of that? Oh, what a lovely, lovely, yeah. lovely letter. You know, um, glad they're getting over to see not just a Man United game, Brighton away and Salzburg away. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to Salzburg away and I could not believe I got a ticket. So 
I know how they feel as well. So mm-hmm. who knows? Might bump into him in Austria next well, week. There you go. Um, yes, the complicating factor is um, that my You've kissed Mary. I what? You've kissed Mary when you were in Portland. No, 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 no. I should be so lucky. Um, no, 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 no. The complicating factor is it's my aunt's birthday on Saturday, and is she, she going to the game. She's she's got my ticket. You know that's the problem, Mark. You know, she's got my yeah. t- no, no, no. It's her birthday, and uh, you know we're all going to lunch down in Hampshire. So I, d- I mean, I, you know, I'm, 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 I've got, a, I've got a chance of making kickoff, but it's going to be really tight. Um, but I would be, I, I mean, you know, I'm gonna, I will let you know my number, Mary and Matt, and uh, I will keep you posted on my movements. But I doubt if I'm going to make the cock before the game. That's what I'm going to say. But I'm certainly up for making it afterwards and meeting. I did it the other week when I met the absolutely delightful Scott and Jen, who were wonderful. So. And actually, it's a bit it's a bit saner after the match because it's not as mobbed. So actually, it makes more sense. But I will keep you posted either way and let you have the numbers of a few of the others that will be going because I'm sure I'm sure anybody who's on this fan cast would like to meet you too because it is just such an incredible story. And you know what? Even if I have no fucking chance of making the game, I'm still going to come up just so I can try and meet you too. So how about that? Boom. Mike drop moment if ever there was one. Chidge has oh, a heart. Lovely. Chidge Chidge has a heart. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Certainly not me. Anyway, right. Um what a lovely note to end the show on. I mean that that's that's as you can see, that's really tickled us all, all three of us. Chidge has a heart. Chidge <laughs> has a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Join in, everybody. No. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Thank God we're finishing. Oh dear me, that 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 is thankfully for our sanity. Uh, all we've got time for tonight. We will be back. We will. We're always back on Friday evening when Clayton Beerman will be joining J.K. and me to look back at the Brentford game and ahead to Saturday's match against Man United. Uh, so uh, looking forward to that already now uh, do remember we've got our Patreon page which uh, if you are so disposed you can join and donate money every month for me to fritter away in bars all over the world no if only that were true um, it's very lovely that you do donate and I mean there's never any pressure I really honestly mean that we, we I no pressure at all much or as little as you want I love you all whether you do or you don't uh, but if you do, you will get to be a member of our Discord group, uh, which, uh, oh, yeah, there's some complaints from the Discord group, by the way, yeah, this week, yeah. Uh, the, the, a lot of absences. Dan never never Dan never Dan says anything, they said, and uh, Tony never says anything in here. Um, JK never appears. And I, my response was, yeah, it must be really sad for you just to have to put up with me and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then Tony appeared out of nowhere, like Mister Ben. It was really bizarre. Just to, re- I'd say he must have notifications or something, but he popped in. But to know, I've been were... on a couple of times and been ignored. Oh, I, know. I know there were there was grumbling in the ranks, J.K. There was grumbling oh, in the on. ranks. I've been on. I've said things like hello, and I thought, oh, well, been... it gets gets lost in all of Mister Stick's posts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. He's the star. He is the star. But uh, no, it's great. I mean, it's lovely. I mean, listen, people, I know I know it would be lovely if all of us did take part a little bit more. I know that I'm a very, very busy man, but I do try and 
check in. But the, the genius of the Chelsea fancast, if there is any genius associated with it, is that what we have done is create a community. And that means like on Mixler, you can play with each other. You don't have to have us there as supervising adults or even worse. So, uh, you know, I know you enjoy it. It's a brilliant Discord group. Anyway, you get automatic membership of that if you join us on Patreon. And you get a, if you want one, you get a, a Kerry Dixon mini banner too. So it's well worth it. If you want to email us or get in touch, have it all read out. Uh, email, Patreon, Instagram, tweet, Facebook, you name it. End of the day, Sunday. Email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. And of course, you can follow the show at Chelsea Fancast. Excuse me. Where did that come from? Everywhere, really. All the social media stuff. Me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidden, Mark at Eddie Mac B A W A on Twitter. Mark, great yes. to see you as always. As always, great to be great on. To see you. Yeah, yeah. It's always lovely to catch up with you. Um, and hopefully, I will be doing that sooner rather than later. Although I fear, well, maybe on Saturday if you're around afterwards. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm meeting Mr. Cairns before the game. So I'm going sure what... to miss Andy again, right? Yeah, yeah you're having no For luck, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically because they keep moving the pissing games, mate. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I would have been able to have a drink with him uh, at the West. That West was the plan, Ham. wasn't it? And we were yeah, going to meet Ham. meet you and yeah. meet me and Kelv. We're going to meet Kerry. That got yep. fucked off because they moved it. And they've done the same with the United game. So I'm having no luck. But there we go. Say la vie. Um, yeah, every anyway, I'll keep in radio contact, mate. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, no, definitely. Before I go, uh, if, if people haven't picked up, bit bit of a shout out to a former blue last night, uh, Damien Duff. Um, he's manager of Shelbourne um, in the Irish League. Um, first job in proper job in football management. Got promoted last season, and last night uh, they won through to the FAI, the Irish Cup final. Wow. At Road. So fair play to Duffer. He's, he's doing a good job in football management. There we go. Who knew? Well done, Duffer. Well done, Duffer. And well done, you too. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Been a good show. Enjoyed it immensely. Well done. Yeah, well done. no. Always, JK, always good to see you. And I think, you know, because I've been so exhausted and therefore utterly laid back, even more pleasurable for me because I, I, I basically, I, I've had a kind of, I don't give a fuck attitude to the show tonight, which means I don't get all grumpy and hung up. And I've just sat there and giggled my cock off at your hilarity for the entire evening. You, you have absolutely, I mean, I, I don't really corpse, but on these three occasions tonight, I was just bereft of any sense or words, thanks to you. So well done you. You're sure it wasn't Mark being witty? No, that's. Well, I don't know what you were. I, I don't know what you were doing before we started. Witty? I don't know what we were doing before you started to sign yeah. off, but it, oh. it had me and Mark absolutely gone. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I was well, being singing, Snow White. Singing. I was being Snow White. Were you? There we go. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm very glad I asked that. Now, I mean, in all honesty, brilliant to see you both. But uh, well done, J.K. Well done, Mark. Uh, I'll see you on Friday, J.K., to talk about the Brentford and the Man U match. Looking forward to that. I'm, I'm attending. Yeah, well, both of you are going to be at the game, so it'd be lovely lovely to hear what you have to say I'll about that. Look out for you, Mark. I'll look out yeah. for you. Yeah, have Get fun. Yeah. Have fun at the Brentford mm. match. Uh, Mixler people, as always, delight to see you in there. Been reading your posts, been uh, giggling at your posts as well. Uh, thank you, Everybody for listening. See you on Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Come on, you blue boys. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.